Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What's happening, Mike Schmidt, forty-year-old boy podcast? Let me ask you this: Are we uh, are we a Saturday show now? Is that a possibility? I don't. I don't think it should be. Uh, I'm not saying. Look, I'm not saying this is going to be a Saturday show going forward from now on. But this week, certainly, we are a Saturday show. Although I'll tell you this: I got uh, somebody wrote me and made a, a good point. I think it was on Twitter, possibly somewhere. I don't Facebook. I don't know where you people get me. You well, you know where you can get me. Mike and Mike Schmidt Comedy and other places. What if I wrapped it up now? Hey guys, you can get me at blah blah. Nobody knows. Um. Someone wrote me and he's very nice. Was it my friend Dave? I don't remember who it was. And he said, uh, hey, why do you make such a big deal about the uh, the shows coming out tardy? That's the whole point about podcasting, man. It's kind of like free form medium. You can do what you want and put stuff out whenever and then people will get to it. Because also, it's not like people are listening instantly. Now, I appreciated what he said. And that's really nice of him uh, because what he's doing there is he's giving me an out. <laughs> he doesn't realize it, but he's assuaging me and he's telling me, uh, which is nice. He's comforting me because he's my friend. He's like, hey, dude, don't worry about this kind of thing. Um, but I worry about it, as you know, because, I mean, this is uh, a medium that lends itself to, I would say, unprofessionalism. Because we can all say, hey, man, it's a podcast comes out when it comes out, whatever the fuck. Uh, but if you're serious about it, if it's a job, which it is for me, which it is, it's not even a job. It's this is my fucking career. Uh, jobs are jobs. I have other jobs, but this is a career. This is what I want to do. Uh, this is what I love to do, what I like to do. And eh, I should structure those differently. That's what I like to do, what I love to do. Uh, and if I just get an excuse where I'm just like, well, you know what, man, it can come out on Friday, come out on Saturday. Then that's just, uh, that's not good. That's me being a guy who is taking the audience for granted because they wait for me on Thursdays. And look, I'm not going to do a deep fucking dive on this. The point is, uh, it's Saturday today. Uh, do I want this to come out on Saturday? I don't. Uh, sometimes however, (laughs) my skull is getting in the way quite a bit these days and it shouldn't. And I'll tell you why a little later. I'll tell you. I'll tell you where my headspace was. I don't know if we need to get that fucking serious about it. Whatever the fuck. Who cares? See, because I'll tell you what. A part of me just wants to because it's uh, it's late. It's the show's late. So part of me just wants to get to the meat of the matter. You know, as I've, as I've talked about, caught with the meat in your mouth is a phrase that is sticking in my head because I read that punk rock book. Punk rock book. Da-da-da, punk rock book. <laughs> we travel around the world. Yeah, you and me. Punk rock book. Uh, <laughs> we jumped up on the table and we shouted anarchy. Uh, all right. Um, so, uh, so part of me wants to just like tell you stories. There's two things that happened to me that I wanted to tell you about. 
uh, and I guess I'll get to them eventually, but there's other things I have to talk about too, because this show is built uh, on the, on the, uh, you know, I'm just, I gotta get there. That's the whole point. We gotta rev it up. Or would you rather I just talked and told you the thing? I don't know. That's another thing I put myself on the law machine over. I, you just, there's a fucking dude who lives in my head who tells me some kind of dumb shit all the fucking time, man. And he won't stop. And then I go online and I, I, I kill time looking at people inferior to me who aren't as good at me at what I do. And I just like, they don't give a fuck. They just, they, they got nine followers or the fuck. And they're like, ha ha swinging their dick around and going, check me out. And I'm spending half the time going, man, nobody wants to hear from you. It's fucking bananas. I don't know why. And I don't, I don't like bringing it to your attention, but there it is. Now I've brought it to your attention. Uh, <laughs> truthfully, I will tell you this show is being recorded late on Friday night because, uh, the gardeners just finished. I don't know if you know this. I, I posted this on the Facebook page. Uh, they didn't just finish. But but earlier today, I was going to record this afternoon because I put this off, certainly. Uh, and then Friday, I went to I went to record and there were fucking gardeners trimming palm trees and doing all sorts of bullshit in my yard. And, and, the, and they had, dude, it was just, it wasn't even like a fucking one dude. There's one dude with a leaf blower. You can fucking talk around it a little bit and just go, ah, I hear the noise in the yard. It was a cacophony, man. It, it was a fucking a tsunami of leaf blowers. Just, it was like a symphony, you know, it was a symphony of leaf blowers, just like all in different pitches and tones. And they're out there playing Ode to joy as they blow leaves into a fucking pile and dirt into the fucking pool. And it's like, look, I get it. I I pay for that privilege. I'm glad I got guys coming here and doing the topiary and all that kind of bullshit. That's fine with me. But at the same time, it was my own fault for putting off the show. I can't be bitching at these guys. They're doing their fucking job. You know, they, here's the thing. They were doing their job on time. If I had done my fucking job on time, I wouldn't have to deal with the fact that I was had fucking nine guys named Jose making noise in my fucking courtyard. It's not their fault. Uh, and I know you're like, oh, Mike, why, why Jose? Because they have name tags on. Fuck you. I, all right, I saw it. I went out and said, hey, you know why? Because I'm not saying, I go, hey, Jose, how long is this going to go? And all eight dudes turned around and went, K? Uh, and then I walked back into my house because I'm not going to talk to the leaf blower dudes. They don't, they don't want to fucking, they want me. That's what you need is pretentious, a fucking pretentious white idiot storms out of his apartment. You're making so much noise. I love when people do that kind of shit. Oh my God, guys, they're doing these, uh, the gardeners are working so early. Just, just. Think of the pretentiousness of that fucking statement. Think right there. Think about the privilege baked into that statement right there. Oh, my God. These gardeners are working so early. So you what? You you lose a half hour of sleep or you have to or even worse, uh, you, you have to get out of bed because that's the thing. You could stay in bed. That's that's those motherfuckers are out there blowing leaves, swallowing dirt, inhaling fucking motor fumes. They're they're literally they have. They have a jet engine on their hip they, and they're and they're using it to clean your yard. It's not like they're doing good things with it. They're not off there inventing cool ass shit or they're flying from one town to another. They're not superheroes. They're poor dudes who are trying to make a fucking living and they've got a jet engine strapped to their hip, which granted makes a lot of fucking noise. But you know what? If you want your fucking yard clean, then you fucking hire these dudes and they come out and they do it. But don't bitch about when they come to do it. Again, like I said, the privilege baked into the statement is, oh, my God, I got they woke me up this morning, the gardeners, because they were working so early. OK, well, think about that. You're probably their third fucking house today, motherfucker. You're, you're in bed. You're in bed. Enjoy it. Lay in bed. Even if you have to hear a fucking chainsaw outside, you're still in bed. You could be worse. You could be the guy with the chainsaw. Think about that. So I can't get mad at these fucking guys. They're making a living. They're out there doing the thing that they're supposed to be doing. They're doing the thing that anybody should be doing. They're going ahead and supporting themselves and making a life for their family. God knows they've got children at home. They've got wives to support. I don't know. I, how do I know that? I walked outside. I said, hey, Jose. And they all turned around and said, Kay. I said, do you have wives and children to support? 
Uh, see, and then I came back in the house. It worked out perfect. I don't even know how they heard me over the fucking eight jet engines that they had rolling. And yes, it does sound like a fucking runway. I get it. It's like it's it's it might as well be I, me hiding in the in the fucking uh, luggage compartment of a fucking American Airlines 737 or whatever the fuck. I don't care. The yard's clean. I can't be pissed at these guys. It's not their fucking fault. Uh, but again, you, you'll hear that out here in Los Angeles all the time. Oh, my God. These fucking guys, their leaf blowers so early in the day. Well, I mean, dude, get get if you, they could do it at fucking eight. You'd be pissed. They could do it at 8 a.m., 8 p.m. When the fuck do you want them to do it? When is it convenient for you for these poor people to come and clean your fucking yard, you dick? <laughs> Hi. Uh, all right. So so that I was supposed to record this afternoon, but luckily uh, I was I was saved from that chore because these dudes were here taking care of business. Uh, that's right. Bachman Turner Overdrive does my gardening. I, it was really strange, right? And, uh, and I, what was funny is they were doing it and I walked outside. and go, you know what? This looks really great. And they said, oh, really? Well, you ain't seen nothing yet. And then it looked even better later. I couldn't believe it. Uh, and they're out there doing it every day and they're doing it every way. <laughs> Stupid. Um, that's probably not far off. No, Randy Bachman. I think he's been on fucking Pat's show. Uh, I don't know what Turner's doing. And I think Overdrive quit a long time ago. That guy fucking retired. And, you know, he might own, own the gardening company. It's because he puts those leaf blowers into Overdrive, man. Fucking takes care of it. Uh, who else was there? It was, uh, oh, Kathleen Turner Overdrive. That was a band that was like a big deal for a while. Uh, what the fuck happened to Kathleen Turner? All right. Um, here's the deal. So I was going to do the show earlier on Friday. Is this even a show if all I'm telling you is how I didn't do the show? I'll get to more things. But this is how my brain works. And it works in a bad way. Let me tell you something. I get a, uh, uh, I talk about this later, but I got to tell you now, um, you know, I had that cameo thing, right? And I was very lucky. Our friend Sabrina booked me to do one uh, last week. And I, I think it was, I don't know, it was long. Uh, but before that, I have to say this because I don't know if these people really listen to the show. I have no idea if they do. They may just not anymore. I think I talked about this a couple weeks ago or whatever. I did a cameo for somebody. It was 20 minutes long. And. You know, sometimes people review your cameos or they send you a note or whatever. I've heard not a fucking word from those people. Like, not a thing. I've chased them out of liking me forever because they, they were like, hey, we've been listening. It's never not funny. We like you. We like the show. And uh, and they, they I did a 20-minute cameo because, again, in my brain, I'm just like, hey, these people want to hear from me. And it's like, oh, man, not at all. 20 minutes of garbage. Just fucking spit. Because imagine that. Imagine you get a cameo from me. You're like, oh, a little lighthearted greeting from our friend Mike. And then uh, it's it's our internet chum. He pops in to say howdy. And then 20 minutes just pops up on your phone. You're like, who the fuck has 20 minutes? I, as I've said before, I'm, 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 I have a very lovely uh, friend now that I'm sending texts to. And sometimes I send audio texts and it'll be five minutes. And I'm like, who the fuck is sending a five minute audio text? Me, dummy. Because I won't shut the fuck up. Um... <laughs> except, except for when I, uh, my brain tells me to shut the fuck up and goes, nobody wants to hear from you. The fuck, man, climb it up. Uh, I just got to take a can opener in my skull, right? There's got to be a dude who lives in there. Like there is, well, I, I think I talked about this, but there was a spot maker who lived in a dishwasher when I was a kid. And I was like, ah, I love the spot maker. I don't know why I rooted for him. He was like a gremlin who made your dishes dirty. And then can, Calganite, I think, uh, no, what was it? Yeah, Calganite was the fucking, because Calgon took you away in your bath. But Calganite killed the spot maker in your fucking dishwasher. They had to be related, right? Calgon and Calganite. Calgonite had to be like a division, like an amalgam of fucking Calgon Incorporated. And they said, let's clean dishes as well as tits. Right. Didn't they have to fucking do that? They're just like, all right, let's fucking make a soap that cleans dishes as well as people's asses. Hey, we wash asses really great. 
And why don't we go ahead and start concentrating on silverware? Hey, is there any way we could clean a cup? I think we could. Hey, look, if I can clean your asshole, I can clean a cup. Let's make Calgon. But nobody's going to put Calgon in. See, we can't confuse people who put it on the shelves. What are we going to call it? Calgon for dishes? Calgon for asses and Calgon for dishes? You can't fucking do that. No, man, we got to go ahead and fucking change the name. So they go, well, we need something that sounds professional. <laughs> what about you? And they're like, I don't know, Calgonite? Brilliant. Promoted. Uh, right. Calgonite and Calgon have to be friends. They have to be from the same fucking team. Uh, one of them is the, the, you know, will chip food off of your plate team. And the other ones will chip food off of your nipples team or whatever the fuck. I don't know who's got SpaghettiOs on their nipples. Who the fuck has spaghetti? Why does it, why did it have to be SpaghettiOs? You know what? what maybe, you know what? Hold on. Bullshit. That's a fun ass ring toss game. If you got a girl with like perky nipples, get some SpaghettiOs and just fucking flip them on there. Boom. Look at that. Look at the fun you're having in the sack. Uh, I mean, there's other things you should be doing in the sack too. But if you know what, if you want to love it, you want a little levity, bring a can of spaghettios in there and tell your girl to lay down and just fucking. Here's what you do: you fucking you pull her uh, nipples into your mouth and then you blow on them. That's fucking. That's a look. That's a tried and true winner. That's gonna work, right? You get you work on them with your, you know, you fucking, you know, get them in your mouth and you're gentle and you're nice and you do the thing you got to do, and then you pull them out. And then you blow on them. And then there you go. You got fucking hardcore pencil erasers right there. And then, you know, what you do boom, you put on a fucking top hat and you just flip SpaghettiOs on there and try to make a ring toss game out of it. And then you never see that woman again. She leaves instantly because you're throwing gloppy, sloppy fucking Chef Boyardee shit all over her goddamn chest. Oh, no, Chef Boyardee's not SpaghettiOs. He's a dick. Uh, Franco-American is SpaghettiOs, right? Yeah, because there was in the SpaghettiOs makes a face like on the on the label. Isn't it like the meatballs and nose? And then it's got SpaghettiO eyes. Uh, which is my favorite Kim Carn song. <laughs> she's got Greta Garbo. She's got spaghetti. Oh, eyes. There were syllables, a little short on syllables there. Um, God, fucking spaghetti. Oh, ring toss on nipples. Look at me. Is there any wonder why I'm, I'm sleeping alone every goddamn night? All right. Uh, <laughs> look, it's not a game I ever participated in, but it's a game I just invented. And if you're going to go ahead and do that again, like all the other things that I fucking invented, go ahead and make sure you credit me so I can get some money. God, in the afterlife. Money in the goddamn afterlife. I, I had a car crash there at the end of that, trying to talk fast. All right, let's take a breath here. Let's settle down. Let's, talk, let's think about things late on this Friday night. Uh, so the gardeners bumped me. They they made me wait. They didn't make me wait. And by the way, I posted that shit on Facebook, and they were done gardening in like an hour. And then and here we are 12 hours later. I mean, it, it's you know, it's not like I, I immediately snapped to it and did work. Uh, I, I have to well, also why. And you're probably thinking to yourself, well, Mike, why the fuck were you waiting till Friday anyway? Because I'll tell you what, I was in line to vote until Friday morning. I, I don't know if you've read anything about California. Holy shit. What a mess it was out here. Uh, there was voting here. It was Super Tuesday. Super, super, soup, 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 super, super Tuesday. Uh, that's what I that's what I do if I have a TV network. Soup, soup, super, soup, soup, super, 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 super Tuesday. Uh, and I stood in line to vote. Here's what happened. I didn't read any of my uh, provisional ballots or anything. I had a voting guide that I was going to go by because I went online. I did research the topics. All right. Uh, so I had an online stuff and I, I read about that. But they they send you information on where you vote is my, I guess is that. So I, I, I read the provisional ballot, but I, I didn't read where my location was. because I know where my location is. It's, there's a Jewish center two miles from my house, not even a fucking mile from my house. And it's got a parking lot. It's fucking gorgeous. You have zip in, you go downstairs, you vote, you talk to old people, old fossils and, uh, who live for election day because they're, they're otherwise they're like me trapped in their apartments doing nothing wondering how they're going to get human contact and then all of a sudden they're like hey let's go out now because people are going to vote for a councilman and then they sit at a desk all day with a marker and a ruler it's fucking fun um 
I, I, I have a feeling it's not even about the voting part. Fuck that. It's not about the councilman. It's not about the voting. It's not about, if you've got anything that you, if you have a marker and a ruler, eight old people are going to show up any moment. It, it, like just put right now, try that. Go put a marker and a ruler by your mailbox. Eight old people will just gather around and have a talk about fucking bursitis. They're just fucking because there's a marker and a ruler and they're like, all right, man, that's it. Uh, the, the, we, we got, they have no choice. Once you're over like 75, if there's a marker and a ruler, you just sort of gravitate in that one little fucking uh, area. You have to because you're who knows you might be called into using it in some way. You got to measure something, draw a pink line, Uh, little pink lines for you and me. So uh, so I, I, you know, I go to the Jewish Center and it's great. I go there all the time. It's perfect. So uh, (laughs) so I get up Tuesday and uh, I, you know, it's been a weird week for me and I'll get to that eventually. But I get up Tuesday to go to the voting because uh, I drove late Friday, uh, Monday night. I drove late Monday night. I drove late. Well, how, about, what the, how late is it? If I drive late on Friday night and then I wake up Tuesday, that is late. I'm not going to lie to you. That is a late drive. If you drive late Friday and you get up Tuesday. Wow. I don't know where that voice came from. Uh, I was going to say woo. And then I went wow instead in the same tone as I would go woo. Just to explain to you why my brain worked that way. Uh, so, so I get up. Right on Tuesday. And I'm like, all right, we're going to go vote. Let's go do this. And uh, I get a shower. You know what I mean? Because I want to be clean when I go and I, I do this. And I know what you're thinking to yourself. Well, Mike, did you go to the gym that day? I did not. Uh, I, I ran aground this week. It's been a, it's been like I said, it's not been the best week. Uh, I went to the gym hardcore Monday. I didn't go Tuesday. I went to the gym hardcore Wednesday. I have not been Thursday or Friday. Uh, this is the week that it all came crumbling down a little bit for me. And there's reasons and whatever the fuck. That is no real reason. I just, I gave my personal, my, well, fuck it. I'll tell you later. Uh, so I go to, uh, I go to wake up and I, I take a shower. I, Cause I, in my brain, I, cause I woke up late. All right. I woke up like one thirty or something. And I, in LA, man, if you don't fucking go vote early, you're dead because people go after work and then it's a fucking zoo. It's really bad. So the lines by my Jewish center are never bad. But I still like to get it out of the way early just in case, because that's the thing is I've never been to the Jewish Center after five o'clock because that could very well turn into a fucking nightmare. I have no idea. I try to get my voting out of the way early, so I don't have to deal with the fucking nonsense, because, again, I don't know if you're aware of this. A lot of people in California and uh, a lot of them doing their civic duty. And uh, there's a lot of people who've been awakened and the monolith has awakened here and everybody wants to go vote for their candidate. Uh, It's like when I voted for Obama. That was the longest line I'd ever been in. Uh, I, the first time I voted for Obama, I, for president, I went and Holy Jesus, was it crazy? It was, it was a super long line, but, but I, you know, happy to stand in it. Proud, proud to say I did. Um, so I get up Tuesday and uh, get a shower, head out to the Jewish center. Uh, and I grab the, uh, some of the voting stuff that, cause when we got mailed, I mean, I got essentially, it's like they took apart a phone book from 1986 and they mailed it to me one page at a time. There's some dude here named Scott Schoenmeister. I don't, he's running for school board or some shit. I, I just, I took so much pleasure in not voting for that fucking asshole just because it was like, dude, no way. You can't be that guy. Uh, I, I you can't send me 8 billion things. He sent me, it, it was, and, and the, here's the best part was, I don't know who this fucking guy is, but I got like 15 things for voting for Scott Schoenmeister. And then I got 15 things for no, don't vote for Scott Schoenmeister. They call him like tobacco St- Scott or whatever the fuck. And I'm like, wait a minute. How, how crucial is the school board in this fucking town? I mean, I don't have any kids. You guys have kids. Is there, is there some hidden thing I don't know about? Like, 
apparently he was taking money from tobacco companies or something again. And who knows what the fuck to believe on those flyers. It's always some dumb shit. Like, uh, again, I, I, I refer you to the kids in the hall sketch, which is the greatest, one of my favorite sketches they did. It's a politician at a County fair and he's in a jam contest, a jam, uh, you know, like preserves jam contest. And he goes and he tastes them all and it's just benign. And there's old ladies like teehee, they're tittering in their handkerchief because it's McKinney and he's like a good looking guy. And he's like, well, I'll tell you what, this is delicious. Like I don't, and he tastes another one. He goes, oh, it's going to be such a difficult choice. Uh, and then finally he goes, but I, after further, you know, much consideration, I'm going to have to choose number eight or whatever the fuck. And there's this huge gasp in the tent and he, and everybody's like, what? And he he looks, he's like, what? And they're like, you chose a child molester's jam. And then there's Kevin McDonald in the prison jumpsuit with shackles. Like he, but somehow again, as I've said before, if you ever think of comedy, literally you're fucking dead. But the very fact that he would be allowed to enter the jam contest at the fair, that he would prepare, he'd have like kitchen time to prepare the jam. And also that McKinney wouldn't be advised that there was a child molester in the fucking competition. It's it's funny on 80 levels. It's fucking genius. And then again, he's literally sitting in like shackles in a jumpsuit. So like like you wouldn't notice that. Like there wouldn't be guards. Like the, the, they wouldn't fucking ask. And also the fact that he he's so dangerous. They have to shackle him for the jam eating contest. Like it's just it's fucking beautiful. All of it. And that's how I feel with these fucking flyers I would get. It'd be like, you know, Scott Schoenwilder wants to make sure your children are all millionaires. Tobacco Scott shouldn't be trusted around your child. He gives them free matches and Lucy's. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't, who believes any of that shit? It's like when I would be at the gym. Again, I don't have TV, right? So I stream everything. So, uh... If I watch a game or something, and there's usually I don't have to sit through a bunch of fucking commercials, whatever the fucking turn it down. I don't even look. Dude, at the gym, though, the fucking TV's on. And it is, I, I look, <laughs> I understand Mike Bloomberg thought he had a chance. Didn't even, well, he didn't even think he had a chance. He arrogantly thought he could buy it. Let's be honest with ourselves. Mike Bloomberg's a fucking tool bag. And he's just like, all right, I got a fuck ton of money. Let's see how this happens. And he just, because he hates Trump too, just like everybody else on the fucking planet. And he's like, I, and he, but he has a reason to hate Trump because of New York. And I mean, all, and also I, here's what I really think was going on. I think Bloomberg, because Bloomberg is really rich. Like Trump is... You know, I, there's that thing, nouveau riche or whatever the fuck, new rich guys. Trump's just a fucking thief, right? He's just a grifting thief. So he's stealing money from everybody and all that shit. Bloomberg came upon his money the honest way. He stepped on a bunch of fucking people and he stole it from from people and he accumulated it over the years. And now he has, you know, a thousand times whatever Trump has. Trump is Trump's a nickel and dime guy. You know, Bloom, Bloomberg was mayor for a while and all that shit. But Trump is selling steak. You know what I mean? And fucking pants and college fucking education. And now he's selling these red hats. This is funny. This made me laugh. <laughs> Trump, you know, he sells the MAGA hat, right? Of course, that's the that's the classic. That's the that's your that's your greatest hit. You throw the MAGA hat out there, everybody's like, yay! That's the famous hat. Uh, however, but Trump's Trump's website now sells woke hats. Did you know this? Literally, just a white hat and it just says woke on it. And uh, if if that doesn't show you. What a double dealing grift this whole fucking thing is that he's he's tricking people into buying a woke hat like it's no nobody on the only right way anybody who supports him would buy that hat is ironically to make fun of people who are supposedly woke or he's trying to sucker in the people who want a hat that says woke and they don't realize who the fuck is selling it. But either way, 
it's he's such a fucking P.T. Barnum asshole. You know, you're just like, oh, of course. I mean, why wouldn't he do that? It makes complete sense. Like he should he should have a whole wing. If he doesn't, I'm surprised a whole wing of people selling anti-Trump bullshit. Like I thought it was weird when they had a Hillary Clinton and Obama fucking Chia pet, but they should be selling like like fucking, you know, Trump anti-Trump baseball bats and all that and gas masks and all that kind of shit. And he should have a fucking hand in all of it. Just rip everybody. Just 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 do that. Just steal every fucking dime you possibly can before you got chased out of town on a rail covered in tar with fucking people with pitchforks behind you. Um, and I truly believe that's how he sees the world. Like literally, he's just like, all right, we got to fill our fucking pockets before so, so the alarm goes off. You know, he's one of those guys. He's a smash and grab guy. He like shows up at a jewelry store. They smash the fucking cases, and they're like, all right, fill your pockets and let's get the fuck out of here. We got fifteen seconds. You know that kind of thing. That's and so now he's he knows he's got at least four years to steal as much as he possibly fucking can. Uh, and also, he's just kind of he's, so whatever. So Bloomberg's the same fucking way. Bloomberg's another guy because rich people. You, you mean to tell me Bloomberg has any idea what fucking real people are like? There's no fucking way. This fucking guy's he's worth is it, what's he worth sixty billion dollars is that correct? Because he wound up spending like five hundred million dollars to try to win the presidency, and then he gave up after a month or whatever the fuck. And it was so that's the, the point I was making. He literally his commercials were on all the fucking time, and those commercials is anybody falling for these flyers that come to you in the mail or these TV commercials? Is there anybody out there who's undecided or on the fence? And then you see Mike Bloomberg shake hands with a black kid, and you're like, "That's my guy." There you go. Let's get this dude who's awkwardly wearing jeans for the first time in 31 years. I bet that's the guy who wants me to vote for him and put him in office. That guy's got my yeah. Oh my god, hold on. It looks like he might be. Is he? Holy lord! I think he just grabbed a corn dog. That fucking guy with a corn dog and jeans because. This is the that's just poor people cosplay in those commercials. Whenever you see them, Tom Steyer or fucking any of these rich assholes who are running for office, they're just they're just poor people cosplaying when they wear their jeans and they roll their fucking sleeves up and then they go ahead and they like I said, they always shake hands with a black guy or they always point at a lady and they give her like a tip of the hat or whatever the fuck. It's like, get the fuck out of here, man. I mean, if you are if you are genuine, look, I understand if you if you support Mike Bloomberg because of his policies, great. If you can tell me any of those policies, good for you as well. But if you supported him because you saw him in a commercial playing like basketball in a driveway against an eight-year-old black kid and then kind of like laughing awkwardly as he sweat one perspiration bead for the first time in 11 years, because that guy doesn't sweat. If you're rich, you don't sweat. It's the first thing you get. After you get your first billion, you get that fucking cauterized thing where they dip you in wax. You're just dipped in paraffin and it closes off all your sweat glands. What the fuck have you got to sweat about anymore? You're, way a bi- you're worth a billion fucking dollars. There's never you're, there's no more perspiration. There's a, somehow they have an irrigation system inside you that keeps you cool. Like you're just you you there's you're privy to all the best medicines and all of the newest fucking techniques. You go to Switzerland and they they right now, literally, I guarantee Mike Bloomberg, he's, he, he doesn't even have like kidneys. He literally has two poor people in there just like fucking working like at the bottom of a steamship, just like squeezing his fucking like draining out whatever the fuck they got to drain out and filter out whatever the fuck they have to filter out. There's just two tiny poor people who live inside him. He's like, what was that movie? Fucking. There was Osmosis Jones was one, and then there was oh Inner Space. He just shrunk some Martin shorts, and they fly around him and fucking. And there's a billion of them, not just one. He he shrunk some Martin shorts, and they just fly around inside him. When you get a billion dollars, they shrink some Martin shorts, and you swallow them with fucking water, and then they fly around inside you, and they kill all your fucking germs. That's it. It's a it's a never ending germ warfare inside your body. And yet you don't sweat. You don't ever. You don't. It doesn't. There's pain. All your pain receptors are removed the second you get your first billion dollars. You're never sad. You don't cry. You're not a fucking person. 
You know, can you imagine the team that had to put Bloomberg in those jeans for those commercials? <laughs> Holy Jesus Christ. They're like, they're holding them open as he has to leap off of like one of his fucking marble dressers that he bought from the fucking Julius Caesar era. And he's got to jump into them and then they got to fucking snap them for him. Or does he, or is he even worse? Like, does he just go to sleep? And then they got to, when he wakes up, he just, he's just dressed a certain way because the pores, the pores have to fucking do that. They have to come in and hold his dick while he takes a fucking leak. They pull up his ball sack to make sure he favors his left-hand side as they put his fucking silk underpants on. Those fucking jeans. You know, he burned the shit out of him after. Oh, no. You know what? He's probably got him in the Bloomberg Museum. And you'll take a look right here. These are the uh, these are the jeans I wore when I was running for president in 2000. And everybody's like, what year was that? Oh, I don't know. Did you win? Uh, let's not talk about it. However, these jeans were very important to me as uh, I defeated a black child in a one-on-one basketball game. He was he was taller than me, but I was still a little quicker. And also, it helped that I had four of my staffers hold him down while I dunked on him. And I stared in his face and I said, take that, Blackie. Uh, his name was Blackie. Please, before you leap to any conclusions, his name was Blackie. At least that's what I was told by some of the people around me. They told me, uh, make sure to be nice to the Blackie. So I assume his name was Blackie. Anyway, let's move on to my next exhibit. Here's the marble dresser I leaped off of into those jeans. Shut the fuck up, Bloomberg. You fucking idiot. How dare you? And he spends $500 billion, 500 or million, whatever the fuck he spends that. And then to step on his dick in public to get it, to get eviscerated by Elizabeth Warren. And look, I know some of you people don't like politics, but I, I look, I voted, man. We're talking about it. It's happening. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Those fucking flyers come out. I don't know who believes them. I don't know who believes the commercials. Tom Steyer, another one. And it, it, it always one of these things like, you know, Tom Steyer is the only one who could beat Trump. And then like in the tiniest font available, it would say Mrs. Steyer. Like <laughs> that, who said it? His wife. It's a quote from his wife. Oh, good for you. Uh-huh. And Tom Steyer always wore plaid ties. Like, you know, like, again, rich dude who, always, who thinks he's a hedge fund dude, but he, he thinks he's got to somehow appeal to the common man. Well, what do the poors enjoy? Do they like patterns? I think don't the poors enjoy plaid? I've seen. I remember once. God, it's hazy. But when I was a child, wasn't there a, a product, a stickyish product that you could use to uh, maybe tape up your achievements to a refrigerator wall or something? Uh, a refrigerator. Well, I, I, I haven't had a refrigerator in a long time, but you know, there was a stickyish. It was sort of a, uh, a strap. I don't know. if you, you, Sorry, you're talking about scotch tape. That's the one. The poors enjoy the scotch tape. Please make all of my ties look like scotch tape. Would you do that for me? Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah, poor people, they, well, they use the tape, don't they? Certainly. Yes. Certainly they have to be doing something to tape together all of the dollars that are ripped in half as they go and beg in the street for their money. Correct. Uh, yes, Tom, that's, uh, that's usually what poors do is they, uh, they, they take the scotch tape and they tape up the dollars. Ah, I'm onto something, please. Well, you know, let me ask you this. Should I have an entire plaid outfit? Is there a way to, to wear a... Oh, I guess no, because that's from another country, is it not? Well, yes, I guess you're, if you're thinking about a tartan pattern, certainly that would be... Oh, yes, that's the, that's the Scotsman, the scotch in scotch tape. I should have seen that, of course. Uh, well, I guess I couldn't dress up in a, in a plaid suit, but, uh, but a plaid tie would do, Correct. Of course, Tom. Yes, it would. Because again, there's nobody around these guys saying no. There's nobody around them saying no at all. No, at all. At any time. Look at Trump now. The fucking coronavirus is murdering people. And Trump goes to the CDC today. And there's the one to get runs the CDC who, again, he just appoints these motherfuckers who were nice to him. Like this guy doesn't know shit about diseases. And, and like I said, once you get over a certain threshold, you never get sick anymore because they seal up your fucking pain receptors and all that other bullshit. So this fucking guy today says, well, the most important thing, President, uh, President Trump, is that you're here. 
What? 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 No, motherfucker. The most important thing is finding a cure or a virus thing or whatever the fuck, a test kit at least. And then they're like, well, we're hoping to have 75,000 test kits by the uh, end of the week. And then Trump's like, anybody who wants a test can get a test. Because that's because he knows. Just promise a bunch of shit and then never deliver on it. Nobody gives a fuck. They don't care. They'll forget about it tomorrow. That's the one thing he's figured out that makes complete fucking sense. He knows for a fact that nobody will ever hold him to his bullshit. Because he's surrounded by dodos like this fucking guy at the CDC. Well, we're really glad you're here. It's very important that you showed up. No, is it? Is it really? Come on, man. What's he going to And then Trump today says, but, you know, many scientists are shocked that I have such a great grasp of this. Perhaps I should have been a research scientist instead of running for president. I just have a natural ability because my, my uncle was Dr. John Trump at MIT. He was a super genius. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> this is what happens when nobody tells you no. This is what happens when you're fucking rich and surrounded by fuckheads. When you're literally surrounded by you know, fashion models with the, with the figure of, they're just, they're just literally coke spoons and lucite heels. And that's who you've hung out with your entire fucking life. All you're doing is banging these fucking hangers on and hanging out with these fucking sycophants. And of course, everyone tells you you're the fucking hottest thing going. Oh, you should have been a research scientist. Absolutely. It's like when Trump brags about he should have been a baseball player and he could have played for the Yankees. And there are guys who are like, it was fucking Scaramucci, I think it was, who was like, you know, I've never seen a man who could actually, you know, he was shooting uh, three-pointers in an overcoat, and he he hit nine out of ten. What the fuck? What kind of bullshit is that? Get the fuck out of here. We need somebody to just fucking trip this guy. And I mean, like, stand beside him. And you know, like, when high school, you would dump a guy's books from behind, or you'd kick their foot when they were walking so they tripped. I want to see Trump fall down. That's what I want to see. I just want to see him recover from a fall. I just want, I don't even, it's not even like... I don't want even to even get punched or shot or any of that bad shit. I just want somebody to fucking to just literally get in his personal space and like trip him. I want to see him fall down and have him fucking reeling off of getting a scab. You think Trump's ever had a scab in his fucking life? No, he doesn't get scabs. He's never been in any sort of physical altercation. But all these guys, they just surround him in this protective bubble of, oh, you're the greatest, sir. So he thinks he's the fucking greatest. And then he says dumb shit. Nobody calls him on it. So he knows he can say dumb shit again. So when those dudes today are like, hey, man, we got to get we were hoping fingers crossed to get 75,000 test kits by the end of the week. And Trump's like, anybody who wants a test can have a test. <laughs> and then it leaves and then fucking walks out like Alfred Hitchcock with that fat stomach, and that jutted out jaw turns around and they draw a fucking outline of him and he's gone. What a fucking chore. It's like I'm not even mad anymore because you can't be mad anymore. You just you have to respect it at this point that he's just like, fuck you and fuck everybody. There's just he's just constantly shitting in your eyes and, and rubbing it in. And everybody's like, yeah, cool. Like not, and not everybody there, but there are people who get outraged. But what's the point in getting outraged? He's not going anywhere. It's like every time I told you, whenever they gin up some controversy, we're like, oh, this is it. This is where we get him. What else did he do? Oh, this whole coronavirus. They're like, this is the thing that's going to take him down. No, it isn't. The only way the coronavirus takes him down is if he gets it. Now, if he gets it, we've opened up a whole new world of what the fuck could possibly happen, because then he's going to be then he's got to deal with the fact that he's weak and he's got weakness and he's been I mean, because, again, I'm not I'm being completely serious when I say that rich people can do whatever the fuck they want and they don't have they don't get sick. They don't have pain because they got doctors and fucking medicine. I mean, look, that guy's eating Sudafed like like birds eat bird seed. I mean, he's just fucking throwing handfuls of it down, just Adderall all the fucking time. So he's built himself up in this weird technology. He, his whole body just vibrates like a tuning fork at this point. He's so fucking fried and sped out. So there's no room for germs in his body because he's filled up to his goddamn nose like a Pez dispenser with fucking Adderall. But it's funny to me. I just, he did some dumb shit this week that made me laugh. I'm just like, you have to, 
If he was in any other country, all right, let's, let's look at it this way. If this motherfucker was in any other country, we would laugh our balls off at him every day. We would, because I, I got a note from fucking Ahmad this week in Kuwait. And he's like, hey, man, uh, I, I got to be honest. He goes, I never thought you guys would reelect Trump. And and uh, I told my friends that and my friends disagreed. And they said, nope, watch. And uh, and he said, so good luck there <laughs> the next few months. And I'm like, dude, I know. I don't know what the fuck's happening. But it's just, but it doesn't hurt that he's fighting against this ineffectual fucking, it, it's, it's like, all right, uh, the, the Democrats are just, they're just like fucking, they're just dumb fucks. They're just so stupid to watch them step on their own fucking dicks all the goddamn time. This, this ridiculous fucking Mexican standout for their own point and guns at one another. And they all shoot each other in the fucking face every time they get a goddamn chance. And I'm not saying, and cause also here's the thing. I, they, they pulled the fucking, they settled all family business after South Carolina. I was, I was kind of fucking, I was impressed. I won't lie. I didn't think the fucking Democrats had it in them. I don't know why I under, I underestimated them. I, I will lie. I will not lie about that. I underestimated them. I thought they were going to just fucking fump for through. And uh, and it was going to be easy walk in the park for Bernie. I thought he was going to fucking just take it. And then Biden wins South Carolina. And then in one fell swoop, they get fucking uh, uh, Bubblehead and, and fucking Klobuchar and Beto to fucking endorse him. And then they spin it like, oh, the young the young part of the party sees that Biden is the one who should lead. Like it was it was on message. It was fucking smart for them to do it in a day right before Super Tuesday. Like I said, it was just it, when it first happened, I talked to a buddy of mine. I'm like, Jesus, they got Beto, they got Klobuchar and they got fucking Buttigieg all at fucking once. I go, I'm, I, if you're Mo Green right now getting a massage, you better watch out because there's a bullet coming right for your fucking eye. They're settling all family business at this fucking moment, man. Bang, bang, bang. Everything happened at once. Apparently Trump was at a fucking, or, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Pelosi was at a fucking conference. Information. <laughs> she was there getting or some of the baptism, I should say. Jesus. Uh that's once Pelosi went to the baptism that day, they should have known. They should have fucking known. Uh <laughs> so so I was shocked that they were able to pull that off, but then sure enough, man, they just they it's it, they they can't stop being stupid. They just always fuck up. I, I I keep getting these emails from Tom Perez, the guy from the DNC, another and, and look, I'm not going to get into uh, who should win and who shouldn't win. All right. I gave money to a couple of candidates. One of them's still going. One of them's out. You know what I mean? And, and I would have been happy with either one of them. Um, but it, but but there's a reason why Trump is is it, like nobody will fight him on his fucking terms. That's the thing. That's what I, I've said this for fucking for two years. I've said this. If, if like, if you came, if someone came to like, you know, fucking Bernie Sanders tomorrow and they were like, Hey, Donald Trump said this and this about the coronavirus and da da da. And if he literally, if he just went, fuck that guy, we're trying to save this country. What would you do? You, you, you'd do a cartwheel. You'd go, finally, someone gets it because he's changed the paradigm. Don't you understand? I mean, I'm not saying to you guys, don't you understand? I'm saying that Democrats don't understand that people out there who are like resist, but we don't want to be, there's all these never Trump dudes who are like, Hey man, you shouldn't, uh, you, what was it? You shouldn't don't be like him. Oh, cause this week, Chuck Schumer said a thing about, I don't even fucking know. Like Supreme court justices should watch their backs. If they vote against abortion, some dumb shit, whatever the fuck. And of course everybody be like, Oh, this, this is out of line. Uh, point of parliamentary procedure. I, I believe in a, an apology is in order. Wheeze. My ties too tight. Blah, my suit. Fuck you. You fucking white fucking bread. Unbelievable. Cock sucking. Goddamn. Grey Poupon mustard assholes. Shut the fuck up. 
quit trying to weaponize speech when all you have is a guy leading your party who gives stupid nicknames to everybody. He called the fucking governor a snake this week. The fuck out of here with your bullshit. Whenever they try to come at me with some fucking, there's shit that they just don't understand that people, we're, we're over it. People are over it now. Nobody gives a fuck. Quit trying to play by the old rules. The old rules are dead. It's funny. There's this meme always that goes around like Trump is the Joker. Uh, some people just want to watch the world burn and Trump is the Joker and he does. He just an agent of chaos. No, no, no. You know, who Trump is Trump is fucking Batman. Trump's Batman, uh, a billionaire who does whatever the fuck he wants, uh, even if he's breaking the law to do it. He doesn't fucking care. Uh, he, he's essentially a narcissist who thinks whatever he's doing is right. And he doesn't ever ask for anybody's permission. Nobody asked Batman to become Batman. Batman's parents died. And then he went, Hey, what's up, man? Ray's all ghoul. Oh, let's, uh, why don't you train me for a while? And I'm going to buy a suit and start fucking up Carmine Falcone or whatever the fuck I'd look. I don't know if they change the origin story every goddamn month, every time now, like there's these clips of the new Batman and like his, I think his fucking, I, I saw the new Batmobile and I was like, great. Is he trying to get a load of cores over the state line with fucking Jerry Reed? Because that is absolutely the Smokey and the Bandit car. What the fuck is Batman driving that for? Why is Batman eastbound and down? Makes no sense to me. Uh, but you know what? He's going to do what they say can't be done. Uh, he's going to defeat the Penguin and the Catwoman. And he's going to get the cores over to fucking uh, Paul Williams and goddamn Pat McCormick before sundown. Uh, but I don't, I don't. So that's who Trump is, man. He's Batman because he makes... He there's a scene in in the Dark Knight, okay, where it's in the interrogation room where Batman comes in and he just starts fucking punching the Joker and the Joker's like you shouldn't start with the head, guy gets all fuzzy, and uh, God Heath Ledger's so good in that movie he's so fucking perfect in that movie, ah, uh, it's one of those things that we know it it's just a it's just a constant in pop culture it's just a constant there for us we know how great he was and then you go back and you watch it and you go oh yeah I forgot you know. I forgot how great he was when he fucking, when he bursts on the fucking mobsters and, uh, and then they, they, they go to make a movie. Yeah. It's a nice suit. You ought to know you bought it. You know what I mean? Where they're going to fucking jump him and he pulls the, he opens the thing and he's got like 80 hand grenades with one fucking pull. <laughs> Dude, do you know how hard we clapped after that scene? When he came in and he fucking, you know, just, he talked shit and then fucking Michael Jai White is like enough with the clown. And he just, he makes the fucking pencil disappear, dude. And then he goes, he bumps out and he walks out the door. People went crazy, crazy in the theater. I was so happy. Uh, there's moments you just, you just don't forget. And that was one of them. That first scene is so fucking telling and perfect. Why is he dead? Why is Heath Ledger gone? Why is that Joker gone? And why do I have to now, now Batman's in a driveway <laughs> with an old suit. I understand it's year two. Yes, I'll see it. They have my money. It's Batman. Of course, I'm going to fucking see it. But every clip now I see, they're like, ooh, here's Batman's new clothes. Ooh, here's Batman's new car. Ooh, shut the fuck up. Batman people are as bad as Star Wars people these days. Ooh, look. Did you see? Look at it. It's, ooh, it's Baby Yoda. Oh, I'm 52 years old. And I care. Look, I love Batman and you can love Star Wars. I don't care. Love what you love. But at the same fucking time, Jesus Christ, we're getting swallowed by it alive. But that scene in the interrogation room, like I said, everybody's like Trump's the Joker. He's an agent of chaos. Some men want to see the world burn. No, no, no. Fuck that. There's there's that scene where the where fucking Heath Ledger's Joker looks at Batman. and He just goes, uh, no, you've changed things. See, those mob fools thinks it's going to go back to the way it was before you showed up. But no, never again, because you've changed things. It'll never be the way it was. 
And and that's that's true. This whole bullshit where they're trying to support Joe Biden to get back to normalcy and shit. Fuck you. Normalcy is gone, man. Normalcy is fucking gone. You don't think that the second if if by some fucking Hail Mary fluke, Joe Biden wins this fucking thing. He 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 somehow doesn't drool on himself in a debate. His teeth don't fall out of his head. He doesn't start pining for the old days in the middle of a fucking debate or singing Mammy or some dumb shit that's stuck in his fucking brain because he's in a dementia fog. You don't think that that fucking asshole isn't going to get impeached the second he gets sworn in? You don't think they're going to come for him with some photograph of his son in, in Ukraine with a fucking with a butt plug and a hooker snorting lines off of her fucking sacroiliac. You don't think that's going to fucking happen? Please, please. I'm sure they're deep faking the shit out of all of it right now. They've changed things. It's never going back to the way it was. So you might as well scrap with this fucking guy the way he wants to be scrapped with. That's why I'm saying if somebody just looked at him and went, fuck you, dude. Literally. Look, he doesn't say, dude, you can can try to be more elegant than that, I suppose. But that's Chris Rock saw this coming, man. In in Chris Rock's bit about uh, he said there's, you know, there's there's black people and then there's the the N word. And then he said, you get more respect in the black community getting out of prison than you do out of college. And there's that great line where he's like, uh, you know, the, the guys on the street corner, when the kid comes back from college and the guy's like, oh, oh, you, you're one of those smarty art N-words. You're one of those smarty art guys, huh? Is that what you are? One of those smarty art guys. Well, let, me, let me ask you something this. Let me ask you this, Mr. Books. Let me ask you this, Mr. College. Let me ask you this. Can you kick my ass? And uh, God damn, if that isn't what permeates society these days. And granted, I'm seeing it through the prism of social media, which is also fucking garbage and whatever the fuck. And yes, I get all that. But it just feels that way. Doesn't it feel that way? Doesn't it feel that this incivility lurks and looms? Doesn't it feel that people just under the surface like this, just the the politeness and the hope has been extinguished and that people just because, again, every time you see a story, it's like somebody doing a terrible fucking thing and just going, what? Like I said, Trump, can he just he knows if you say shit, people will forget it in a day. Shit goes around the fucking internet and then it disappears. Nobody fucking cares anymore, man. But that's what I'm saying. If they think Biden's going to come in and what? You know, it's, that's as bad. Thinking Biden's going to come in and restore civility is just as bad at thinking that uh, with, you know, with Trump and Pence that they're going to get it back to the 50s and no abortion and, and blacks knew their place and all that kind of shit. Because I really feel that it, that's what a lot of these uh, people think. All right. Uh, boy, I didn't want to get spun off into this. Jesus. See, see, this is what happens. <laughs> you open a fucking microphone and here we go. Um, but then you got these ass fucks like Bloomberg and these other fucking idiots all trying to fucking buy it because they figure, well, you know, Trump fucking bought it, but he didn't buy it. Trump convinced a bunch of people who thought that things needed to be shaken up, that, that things, he would shake things up. And then he got in and he stole a bunch of shit for his rich friends. <laughs> and you're like, all right, man. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck to do. So I went to vote, uh, uh, on Tuesday. Um, but they come at you with all these falsehoods where they're like, again, like I said, they, they pretend like their guy isn't the fucking worst guy in the world. Trump's a fucking asshole. He's a terrible, terrible fucking person. But then they'll be like, ah, uh, Joe Biden in 1985. What, 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 excuse me? What the fuck are you talking about? 
There was a big thing that went around this week where they're like, Bernie Sanders is, uh, is a Russian puppet. It's like, what the fuck? Why? Why is Bernie Sanders a Russian puppet now? Oh, you didn't hear? In 1988, he went to Russia. And then uh, 1988, some Russians came to Vermont. And they went to the Ben and Jerry factory. So, so fucking what? 1988? I mean, who get, that's, that's a fucking, it's a lifetime ago, 1988. I was fucking 21 years old. You know what I was doing in 1988? I was jerking off twice a day and trying to be a comedian. Now, now, look at me in 2020. I'm jerking off twice a day trying to be a comedian, and I know I'll never buy a house. Do you think it's going to bother me that this motherfucker went to Russia once or whatever the fuck? I don't give a flying fuck what he did in 1988. Hey, I got news for you. Listen to this show. If we're going to start calling up what guys did in 1988, we're going to have a real problem in this area. <laughs> I am not going to look good at all. But that's what they do. They dig up this dumb shit. There's some fucking like Joe Biden, I guess, in 1985 was like, I'm going to work with the Republicans to limit abortion. And everybody's like, aha, see? And it's like, this is fucking this is 40 years ago or whatever the fuck. Are you kidding me? Again, give me a clip of fucking Trump from 85. What's that fucking guy doing? What's he doing? What is Trump doing in 85? What's Trump doing in 88? He's at Studio 54 with his face buried in Bianca Jagger's ass. And you know what? She doesn't even know it's him. She's just so fucking high. She was like, she didn't even realize the next day until she got home and saw orange all over her ass. She's like, oh, that must have been Trump. She doesn't fucking know. That motherfucker is is just, he's a terrible person and he has been forever. And yet, yet they all do this fucking weird thing where they're like, yeah, I don't know if you heard, man. Uh, Bernie flew in first class or whatever. Like, so I, I don't give a fuck. You're not impressing me. You're not convincing me to change my mind. Oh, Elizabeth Warren. There's another, I know another thing. Someone's like Elizabeth Warren. You know, I knew her when she was in her 30s and she was totally going to dismantle the, the Medicare uh, thing. And she was coming after the, I'm just like, what the, f- it doesn't, none of that shit matters, man. None of it matters. Everything has fucking changed and changed for the fucking worst. So I went to vote on Tuesday because I, I don't know, because I got to have a say in this circus. I don't fucking know. Um, well, I, truthfully, I, I left because I wasn't going to vote for I, had to go, I couldn't wait to vote against Scott Schoenmeister or whatever the fuck. Tobacco Scott, whatever it said on those flyers. I don't give a shit. I don't. I really don't. Like, it's that thing where, like, as I've said, all right, again, and I, I know it hurts the show. I wish it didn't. You know, I had stories to tell where I was going out and doing things and stuff that is in I had 40 years of stories to tell. The stories I have now are just, I, I want, I wish people could be helped. I wish there was a way to help everybody. Like I saw people debating about Bloomberg and they're like, if I, if I was a billionaire, why would I ever work again? And then some people are like, well, I would totally work because I would just go crazy if I wasn't working. I want to help people. Well, there's a, you can help people without working. I mean, you know, you know, honestly, if you're fucking Mike Bloomberg, you could, if you really wanted to, and again, he doesn't because he doesn't want to associate with the poors. But you could just fucking, you could, you could hire, I mean, look, you're going to have a security team no matter what, because you're fucking 5'1", and you're going wherever the fuck. But that dude could come to Los Angeles. Like, he could just come here and just go, hey, here's what I'm going to do. Uh, he could buy, like, five buildings and then say, I'm making them into homeless shelters. And everybody's like, oh, no, the government, and oh, no, this. Hey, man, you've got billions of dollars. You think you don't think he could buy everybody the fuck off? You know, just just build a fucking community center where fucking homeless dudes can go get a shower. That's just, just any of it. There's shit you can do. You could walk around the streets and just hand people 20 bucks. Just fucking do that. You're helping people. You know, don't tell me, well, we've got to set up a nonprofit through Kenya in order to go ahead and save these people in Delaware who have been, what's that? Fuck, 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 fuck that. You know what? Build a battered woman's shelter. 
build a build a, 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 a and I'm like a, not a nice one because I mean it's like I was in Colorado and a friend of mine uh, you know we were driving and there was a like you know I, I saw two actually I hate to call them battered woman shelter victims of domestic violence headquarters whatever the fuck um, and it's it's a place for women to go it's a sanctuary where they can go and escape from terrible things that are happening to them in their lives and uh, these places need. Feminine hygiene products. They need toilet paper. They need food. They need toys for the children who have to stay there. But you know what they really need? They need it to feel like a home. Like the places that I saw, they were just these fucking dilapidated shacks. And these people try as hard as they fucking can. But do you know how hard it is for them to fund it or where they get their money from and how much work and how many hoops they got to fucking jump through? So if you're a billionaire, why wouldn't you just go, you know what, man? I'm going to go to as many major cities as I possibly can. And I'm going to try to build a state of the art. Uh, home building headquarters where we help take care of people. Just fucking do that. I I read some cynical thing that said Bloomberg spent half a billion dollars and he's happy he didn't win because he just wanted to go ahead and make sure that he brought attention to the fact that Bernie was going to go ahead and come after billionaires. So this was a long con for him to make sure his taxes didn't go up. And I'm like, man, if you've got $60 billion or whatever the fuck, the fuck do you care about your taxes going up? You you laugh at it. You fucking laugh at it. I mean, pay your fucking taxes. The fuck? Who cares? You you say, I, I, and I know it's because extreme wealth is a sickness. It starts, you start to think you deserve it, you know? And if you work super fucking hard, you deserve your money. You deserve the things you get. Yes, I get that. Like I said, I'm torn, man. I'm torn. I'm torn between the capitalist, in me that the upbringing was, Hey man, if you work, you get money and that's that. But then when you see how money is used to destroy people, you just go, Jesus fucking Christ. I mean, I, maybe not everybody should have 8 billion fucking dollars. Maybe that shouldn't be the thing. I don't know. What the fuck do I know? The good news is I'm almost dead. So that's fine. I don't have to worry about it. All you young people out there got to listen to this shit or anybody with kids, go ahead and talk to them about it and just go, Hey, look, I'm almost dead. And, uh, you know, I, I I think right now the world is kind of a bomb shelter. I wish it wasn't, but uh, good luck. You know, I mean, and, and it's another thing like I haven't even touched into like climate change and shit like that and what people feel about it or what they deny it or they don't deny it or whatever the fuck. I don't, you know, I saw some science report that said we got 12 years, 12 years to figure it out. And I'm like, well, I'll be 64 by the time that happens. And uh, and so now, which makes that Beatles song come in a fucking sharp relief. <laughs> Will you still need me? Will you still feed me? Will you let me into your lead line shelter when I'm 64? Will you please share your water with me when I'm 64? <laughs> Jesus Christ. What a fucking mess. It's so over. It's so over. I'm going to have some water now while I can. I don't know. And I, and I don't mean... Look, I, I hear from some of you who are like, hey, you're you're supposed to be funny. And I'm like, yeah, I, I get that. I'm trying to be as funny as I can here. I'm talking about whatever the fuck I'm talking about. But I mean, your, your life, you know, life dictates what you're talking about sometimes. And uh, like I said, I, I went to vote and, and I waited in line. And, and then it was again, so I get in the car and I notice on my ballot, because I grabbed the stack of shit and I got in the car and it says it has a different address. Like I put in the address and it says it's, it's closer to my house. I'm like, wait, what the fuck? Wait a minute. This is a different place. It's not a Jewish center. It's a senior center. So now instead of going to talk to some lovely uh, Jewish people, I have to go talk to some lovely old people. 
Let me check that. Instead of going to talk to some lovely old Jewish people, I have to go talk to some lovely old people, although I'm sure some of them were Jewish. Uh, but, but I, so anyway, it's in a different fucking building, which is fine. And it turns out it's in this, the building I was in when I had to vote in the, in the Obama Hillary primary in 2016. So that makes me wonder if this is like the primary building and then the major elections are held at the Jewish center. I don't fucking know how they work at coin flip. And also in LA things, they changed it so much this year. You could vote anywhere you wanted. Any of the voting centers, I could have gone to fucking San Diego if I wanted and voted. As long as you're a California citizen or California resident, I should say you could, uh, you could just go and and vote. And I, and so I had a list in my thing, uh, of where I could go. So, uh, and also that was the, the electronic ballots this time, because the other ones I've used the ink pen where you roll through and you ching, 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 and you do all that kind of stuff. So, uh, so I was excited, you know, the electronic ballot, I couldn't wait to do it. We'll see what happens. And I, I actually, I mean, I like it. I like the idea of voting. I know there are people out there who are like, so what? it doesn't matter what the fuck. Uh, but I tell you what, if you, if you had received the four pounds of mail I received regarding Scott Schoenmaster or whatever the fuck you would, you couldn't wait to get out of your house and resolve that conflict. That fucking Hatfields and the McCoys of the school board. What the fuck, man? Scott Schoenmaster pissed some people off and some people love him, or he's got a ton, a fuck ton of money and, uh, and everybody else hated him. I don't know. I couldn't figure it out. Uh, so I had to go vote and I, so I drive to the, the, the new place, which is not, I didn't even have to drive. I could have walked honestly, it's a quarter mile from my fucking house, but I get in the car and I drive over there and I, I pull up. There's easily 200 people in line outside the place. And I'm like, Oh, and it's fucking, it's like two o'clock in the afternoon. And I'm like, Oh fuck two thirty, I think. And I mean, that's just, I, I didn't want to stand in that. And it's also warm outside. I wore a hoodie. Uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to think about all this inconvenient bullshit. So I grab my book and I, so I see there's another place up, up, up on fucking Tahunga, uh, Tahunga and Chandler. And I'm like, all right, let's fucking roll there. So I have to go down to a U-turn because it's a one-way street. I turn around, I head up to Tahunga and Chandler. And as I driving up, not even a joke, I'm, I'm 30. No, nah, I'm going to be 50, nah, a hundred feet from where it is. And there's a person and I'm like, oh no, I pull up. There's got to be fucking 300 people in this line. It, it comes out of the building, down around the park, and then up into the park. It's insane. It's insane. And there's this moment in my head there where I just go, all right, well, fuck. Maybe I don't vote, right? Is maybe that a thing? Because, I mean, and, and then an instant, I'm just like, dude, why are you being a lazy fuck? Just fucking go vote. What the fuck are you going to do? But You're going to not vote? Scott Schoenmaster must be defeated. So I'm like, all right, looks like I'm doing this. So I, uh, I go back to the other place because it was a, uh, you know, like I said, careful estimate, a lot less people. Uh, I figured I just going to park at my house and then walk over. But then there was a spot right across the street. So I parked there across the street. I get in line. And, uh, the second I get in line, uh, all, all that I hear, everybody, everybody, except I will tell you this, except for the three hippies in front of me. Uh, the, the people that are, I'm sorry, there's a nice, uh, gentleman in front of me, a Polynesian gentleman. Uh, I knew because he was, he was roasting a pig. I don't know. Oh fuck. And then there was three hippie people in front of him and they're all nice. Everybody else is bitching about the line. They just, they can't stop. This is, this is incredible. Like, I don't know how does this not speed up? Like, well, I mean, I, I literally walk up into a quorum on why is the line so long? Why isn't it moving? 
And I'm like, oh, Jesus, is it going to be this the whole fucking day? Because also, I'll tell you what, I thought I was going to the Jewish center, breezing in and out, so I didn't bring my fucking earbuds. So I could have gone and got my earbuds. Again, it's a quarter mile from my fucking house, but when I found the parking spot, I'm like, all right, cool, I'm going to go ahead and stay here and jump at the fucking line, and then I did, and then regretted it, yawning fuck, regretted it instantly uh, because everybody's bitching. Everybody is bitching. It's just like, oh, my Christ. And, uh, and then there's people like there with a table and petitions and they've got, you know, like this woman had like a tattoo on her eyelids. You know what I mean? And there was another chick, get this. So it's fucking, everybody's bitching about the line. This is the first five minutes I'm there. This woman who has what can only be described as creamsicle colored hair. I'm talking like that, that kind of light, kind of brightish orange, almost like you you know what tangy taffy was. Okay. You would get orange tangy taffy, and then if you stretched it, it would become white. Like you stretch taffy, it becomes white. So it was like this whitish orange. Her hair, her hair was creamsicle colored. That's it. I, I, you know what? I already described it perfectly. How the fuck am I going to tell you more about it? So she starts kind of going up and down the line, and she starts telling us all, uh, "Hey, you know what? Uh, it's a privilege to be in this line. You know, there are people in other countries who would kill to be in a line like this." And, uh, and people are just kind of like, all right. I mean, you know, nobody needed you out here. Fucking dead mother of the goddamn joint. But then she walks over toward us and there's the hippies in front of me. And they kind of agree with her. She goes, you know, during the Arab Spring, people died to wait in a line like this. And uh, and so then I paid attention because I got to be honest with you. There is there was clearly nobody on earth who knows a lot more about what went on with the Arab Spring than fucking bottle orange Karen. Absolutely. She had a complete, a complete idea. Bottle orange Connie was she had her finger on the pulse of everything that went down in Iran. She and her orange hair probably were just glued to her phone and television set while it was going on. She saw a video once and went, oh, I'll tell you what. I can't wait to lecture people about the Arab Spring. Get the fuck out of here. You fucking good humor headed motherfucker. Don't care. I'm going to Jay Cutler you right now. Don't care. But she fucking, she's again, you know how it is. And people declare themselves the fucking champion of the line and they start going around and kind of rah-rah on you or trying to get everybody to calm down. What the fuck? Get out of here, man. We're all here. We're all miserable or whatever the fuck. We're all voting. We all do our civic duty. But nobody needs you to walk down like a coach with your clipboard and shit. Then there were the fucking, like, the petition people. They came walking up to me and they were, and they look, they were lovely. They were very nice. Uh, they were band members from, these, these are different from Bottle Top, whatever the fuck. And, uh... And they come over and th- this girl was, and I, I knew what they were doing. They had a really good looking guy and a really good looking girl. So they were both canvassing the lines. And when I say really good looking girl, I mean, she was just, uh, she was blonde. She had, a, she had a nice body. She had a ton of ink, uh, but she was super friendly. And she said, Hey, you know, I've, I've got some petitions. And at this point I said, look at her. I go, look, I, you know what? Cause I didn't, I, I also forgot to bring my fucking thing of water. So I like, all right, look, if you, uh, if you, if I said, I'll fill out your petitions. If you got, if you, I'll look at your petitions. If you give me a water, she's like, Oh my God, I can do that. Cause they had a cases of water. So she handed me a, a fucking room temperature water. What the fuck, man. And then we went through six petitions and, 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 uh, and look, I, I was incredibly charming and funny the whole time. And I was very happy to be that way. But I, I think I signed one of them. And then it was all stuff like about, you know, Hey, this is, we want to go ahead and take money from hospitals and give it to children. It's all bullshit. And I'm reading like the three top paragraphs. And I'm like, look, I don't, I don't know who this is. Like it was always that there was always that vagary where it was like, uh, yeah, we'll tax these hospitals, but it'll only be on the money that comes in from uh, sin taxes and whatever the fuck. And she was lovely and she knew her stuff. 
And I, but, and she was also very kind because I go, look, I, uh, I, I don't know what to think about this and, and what you're telling me is fine. And I've read it, but I don't think I understand this enough to go ahead. And she's like, no, no problem. Uh, the one I signed was to help kids it was like to help old people and kids. And I think that was literally all it said. This will help old people and kids <laughs> sign it up. There's my name. Here's my phone number. Call me when you need the help. If some old and, and what's going to happen is going to call me when some old person needs their lawn mowed or some kid needs help with his math homework. And I'm like, that's fine. I'm on board with that. Go ahead. I've actually considered doing that in this town. How fucking weird is this? Cause I'm so aimless now. I just have nothing. I sit in my apartment and stare. Uh, I've done, I've done really well for the first six weeks of the year. And then the last two weeks have been, uh, been a real rough ride for me. <laughs> I still was going to the gym until this week and then fucking eating like an idiot this past week and a half. Just not good. Um, so I, but I mean, in my head, I'm like, what can I do? And I was, I, I almost like, I wanted to volunteer to go read to kids. I don't know if they even still do that. Do you, do you just look like a pedophile? If you do that, if you like walk into a school, you're like, Hey, I'm, I could read to kids. You know what I mean? They're just like, really touchy Jones. I don't think so. That's not happening. You can go ahead. You and your lap can leave because no kid's shadow is going to darken it. Get the fuck out of here. You fucking weirdo. Uh, really? Don't you want me to read hop on pop to the kindergartners and then lay down and demonstrate it? Oh, get the fuck out of here. Pitchforks. Uh, I don't know. It just, it just seemed like an, an like I, in my head, I was like, what can I do that would help people? But I, I don't have any money to help people, but also I can't go clean anybody's gutters or any of that bullshit. I don't know. I'm lost. Uh, so I, I wait in line and, and, and it was, here's another great thing. I'm the last dude in line. I show up. And another dude walks up, got to be 19 seconds after me. He goes, hey, how long is this line? And the people, I'm, I'm not, again, I'm not engaging anybody. And the hippies are like, well, this is the end of it. You know, you can take a look. It's, you know, it looks like it was some of us. And he goes, yeah, but how long is it? And they're like, I don't, well, what do you mean? Well, we're, we're in line, you know, we're still waiting. And he's like, yeah, but like in, in time, like how long is it in time? And I just look at him, I go, an hour and 45 minutes. And he goes, oh my God, that's long. Jesus, that just doesn't seem right. Is that right? Oh my God, I'm going to go in and ask. He walks away and there's a beat and the hippies look at me and I go, I don't fucking know. I just got here. How the fuck do I know how long it's going to be? And they just started laughing. I'm like, I just want them to stop asking her shit. I don't care. Cause guess what? You know how long it is? It's however long it's going to fucking take. And also we're at the end of this line. How the fuck do we know how long it's going to be? You fucking hump. But he went to go look. And the best part is then people kept getting in line behind me and then he walks back and he has to get behind 15 more people. Way to go. Fuckhead. Way to cost yourself fucking 20 minutes. Uh, but I'm there, I'm signing petitions. I, you know, and here's my favorite, this happened too. like fucking eh, about a third of the way up the line. I saw him when I walked up, there's a dude in a fucking America suit. And I know you're thinking, well, what the fuck is an America suit? Well, he was wearing an America onesie. He was, it went down to his knees. It was a, uh, American flag onesie and he had a hood on over his head and it was the, it was the stars and stripes for fucking ever and it was a, he was just wrapped in a onesie it looked like a slanket or what, what was that other fucking thing that people could wear i don't know but but he but he was you know he had bare legs from the knees down but he had a he had a america onesie on and he's in line you know and of course people are gravitating to him going all right or whatever the fist bumping him whatever the fuck so i'm in line people are talking doing petitions we're waiting lines moving slow but it's moving and uh, an hour goes by and I'm out in the sun in a hoodie. It's not super hot. It's, it was gorgeous. It's been gorgeous here in L.A. So I, I just, but I was cool with it. And again, also, since I've been lifting and running, you know, I'm running 
three miles a day when I lift, four miles a day when I don't until this fucking week. Well, I ran on Wednesday and I ran on Monday. But uh, but because of that, I, you know, I'm physically in better shape. You know, I'm I'm I probably weigh three ten now, which is not good because I got down to three, got down to three oh five, and then last Monday I weighed in at three oh six, and I'm betting I put on four pounds this week because I ate like a fucking psychopath. Um, and so now it's like that thing where I got to grab the reins, where it's like I I see myself spinning out. You know that that didn't help Monday where I saw I put on weight, and then you're like, oh man, it, it's. It's a struggle to maintain your progress and to not beat yourself up for killing that progress. But then old habits lead you to do the things that would kill your progress. So uh, I need to get some help, I think. So I'm in line. And uh, the dude with the onesies just kind of, you can see it. He's just kind of getting antsy. He's like walking out of line. He's looking around. He's asking what time it is. And and, uh, after an hour... It's completely true. He uh, he just loudly, loudly enough so it wasn't. He didn't scream it, but I mean, the people around him could all hear it. He literally just goes, "Fuck this," and then leaves. Doesn't run away. Doesn't. It's not a prank. He he waited an hour. He wasn't with anybody. He was by himself, and he literally just announced, "Fuck this." And then he, he walked, uh, he just ambled down the street and left. And, uh, I, I just looked around at everybody and we all kind of had the same face. Like, and in my, in my head, I, 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 so I took a picture of him. I took a picture of him leaving and I tweeted it. Cause I was like, this is 2020 defined in America. America waits in line for an hour, decides fuck it, and then splits without doing whatever the fuck civic duty they thought they were gonna get, they were gonna do. He got mad. He got mad because he couldn't do it right when he wanted to. Instant gratification was not his, and so he fucking split. Crazy. Uh, so the, the line moved. I get to the front. Uh, not inside. I'm not inside the building yet. But then a dude, this uh, <laughs> this volunteer guy walks out. He's an old guy. And he has a uh, he has a name tag on, and he comes walking with a guy, and he's like, "Oh, I want to show you this over here. We got the curbside voting," and and he goes to walk by me, and his name tag said Nate, and I go, "Whoa, Nate!" And he turns around, and he looks at me, and he goes, "Yeah." I go, "You're Nate, right?" And he goes, "Yeah." And I go, "Awesome." <laughs> and he looks, he looks at me kind of like quizzically. And then the best part of it, again, he's got to be 75 years old. He's ancient, um, 80, hopefully 90. Christ, I'm 52. I'll be, I'll be ancient in 20 years. Uh, but it dawns on him. He literally, he's like, cause I'm like, awesome. And then he, he's looking at me with his quizzical face. And then he just kind of slowly looks down, looks at his pocket, looks back at me and just nods. With this satisfaction, like, ah, you got me. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect old guy face. Just kind of like, mm, yeah. <laughs> like, I got to keep my eye on you, Sonny. Uh, and then he walks off. And uh, and I just I just look at my phone. And people are just like, did you know him? I'm like, no. <laughs> I mean, I almost wanted to go, didn't I get you with the buck 45 earlier? Come on, you guys know. I don't know anything. I'm literally doing nothing. Uh <laughs> So that was Nate. He was lovely. And then I get in to vote. And uh, 
I went in and it was, there was not a lot of old people running the, the joint, man. There's a lot of young people and they were talking to, they were super nice. And there were people on hand to show you how to use the, uh, the voting machines because it was, uh, it was new. It was a computer. You got this weird blank piece of paper, your democratic ballot, and then you slid it into the machine and then you did a touch screen to pick all your, your, your candidates. And then at the end, it would show you everybody you picked and then it would spit out the ballot so you could make sure it matched everything you touched on the touch screen. And once it did, you put the ballot back into the machine. So it was, it was great. It was, it was, you know, I'm glad somebody was there to help me with it at, at first. And you realize what was going on. But the only problem with that was uh, the helpers, Cecilia and Jackson, spoke to everybody like they were seven years old. Okay, you're here to vote. So you're going to take this ballot. Now, see where it says Democratic ballot at the top? You want to feed that in first. You want to make sure that goes in first and the paper is going to disappear. But don't worry. Don't worry. The paper is going to disappear. But it's just it's still in the machine. I mean, like you would you, I could hear them doing it. And in my head, I'm just like, oh, man, I and I get it. It's because there's a lot of there's older people there who don't know how to use computers. Or they haven't done it. So you have to kind of allow them to do the thing they're doing because I'm not there to shit on anybody. I'm not there to be a guy who's like, fuck you. I know how to vote. Hey, I'm young computers smart. Uh, no, they've got. I've talked about this before. When somebody has their show that they have to go through, when someone's got to present themselves, I'm not going to cut their balls off and just go, no, I get it. I get it. Cause I do that in the fucking car. When I'm with Uber, I'm just like, Hey guys, if you want the heat on or off, let me know if you want the air on, that's fine. You want to open the window. And then they're just like, oh, we're fine. We're fine. Because they don't, they think I'm going to talk to them the whole fucking time. And I'm not, I could not care less. I'm just going to give you 30 seconds up top. And then you can do whatever the fuck you want. Don't care. But they think because I'm chatty, that I'm going to be chatty the whole fucking ride. And I'm like, dude, fuck you. I don't believe me. I'm not interested in you at all. And that's how I felt like Cecilia and Jackson were. They were just both going to be like, well, fuck, man. I, you know, I don't want to go through this, but I have to. And it's smart. So I just let them. And she was very nice. Uh, so I had my ballot. She's like, okay, you're going to put it in here. And then you can push these buttons. And, and I'm like, fantastic. You know, she's again, very speaking to me as if I were very young and, and guiding me through. And I let her do it. And that was totally fine. And I said, and what's your name? Cause her name tag was hidden. And she said, I'm Cecilia. I said, okay, Cecilia, may I have an, I voted sticker. Cause she had a handful of stickers. She go, I said, I'm sorry. I said, may I have two stickers? And she goes, yeah. I said, great. She goes, as soon as you vote. And I was like, Oh, all right. No, that makes sense. So, uh, she kind of smirked at me and she's like, uh-huh. And she walked off. So then I put my ballot in and, uh, and I went to do some voting and, and look, all I'll tell you is, uh, Scott Showmaster. I don't, I don't even know if he won or he didn't. I don't know. I know I voted against him quite frankly, just because the volume and I, I couldn't decide again. Like I said, it was a war. It was, there were, everybody was, he was the most without a doubt him and Bloomberg were the two. I got the most fucking mailers from the, I got a Bloomberg one that was so fucking stupid and it had my name on it, which is fucking dumb. And it was like, Hey Mike. Uh, I know it's Michael because I'm Michael Glenn Schmidt at the at the Democratic thing, and it said Michael, and it was from a resident of New York, and she's like, a, you know, Michael Bloomberg kept us safe. Oh, oh, you don't know. Oh, 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 can we talk about Michael Bloomberg? He kept me safe. We're stopping Frisk. Vote for him. Oh, oh, he'll come to your house. <laughs> That's how I read it anyway. So. Uh, but, but between that and fucking Sach Schoenmeister, so I go through and I make my votes and I do the things I'm going to do. And, uh, and then it finishes and then I got to, I actually, I did forget how to get the ballot out. I didn't know what to do. And I tried to, 
scroll through and see the rest of the choices. And then, of course, Jackson comes over immediately. He's like, are you, are you finished? We got to get it out. I'm like, well, I got to I'm trying to figure out how to see the rest of it. He goes, oh, well, you just pulled the ballot out. So he helped me with that, which was very nice. And uh, I finished. I go, cool. All right. And I and he goes, when well, I just feed it back in and then you're done. I said, great. I put it in zoom. It was gone. And he uh, had an I voted sticker and he went to hand it to me. And I go, no, no, Jackson. I go, Cecilia owes me two of those. And uh, he's like, oh, so uh, Cecilia was on the other side of the room. And I literally, I fucking followed her. She walked over to instruct some people on the machine. I walked, I walked, I'm behind her. I'm letting her finish her spiel. And, uh, and just as she gets done, I look at her and I go, all right, Cecilia, pay up. And she looks at me and laughs and goes, have you voted? I said, Jackson, across the room. And he looks up and I go, have I voted? And she just goes, yes, ma'am. And which was weird why he was addressing Cecilia, but not me, but whatever. And then Cecilia just goes, all right. And she handed me two stickers, which was lovely and nice. And I walked out proud, proud. Did my civic duty yet again. And when I walked out and turned the corner and I saw that uh, the line was easily double what it had been when I got here. I, I was so happy because like I said, remember, I was like, well, I'll wait or I'll come back or no, no, fuck that. When you get there, you go and you do it because it's not getting any fucking shorter. And here in LA, man, we had people, we had people down in, in Westwood and shit in the college towns. They were waiting in line till like 11 PM. You know, I, I think the ballots, uh, the, the, the polls closed at eight, but if you were in line, you could still vote. And there were people in line to like fucking 11, 1130. And, uh, and they still haven't counted all the ballots. There's still, I think there's still right now there's 800,000 ballots. They still haven't counted yet. So they don't even know. It's insane. How do we know any of this shit? Who trusts anybody anymore? How do you know what the fuck is going on? If we were some fucking banana Republic with a stand for our name and we voted and we'd be like, Oh, this, we, nobody can believe these election results, but yet we're still counting or fucking still counting Iowa numbers. I know, I know they said fucking, uh, uh, butter giggle or whatever the fuck he, uh, uh he won the whole fucking thing. <laughs> He's remember the Ikea stuff I said last week, that could be all but his name. Um, but a judge won fucking Iowa, but they, they said it like 10 days after or some horse shit, you know, they, they, and that's why I say the whole thing is just so fractured. Who the fuck knows, man, who the fuck knows what's going to happen. Oh, and by the way, I, uh, when I got out after I'd finished voting an hour and 55 minutes. So when I told that asshole a uh, buck 45, when I got there, I was right on the fucking money, basically. Uh, buck 55. And oh, I should say buck 55 when I get in there to vote, by the way, I, that doesn't count all the Jackson Cecilia nonsense and all that. So I'm, I was there for over two hours, uh, but I'm glad I was because I, I look, man, I don't know what the fuck's going to happen because now it looks like it's down to fucking Biden and San and uh, Sanders and, and, uh, and who the fuck knows? And here's the thing I just learned because all these people are like, ah, but Biden's got dementia and Sanders had a heart attack and I, you know, they're all 80 years old. I don't fuck again. Who the fuck knows? Everything's changed. They might vote for a fucking head in a jar at some point. Who the fuck knows, man? But I did learn this, man. Uh, everybody was like, because there was this meme that went around. They're like, we well, got to get Joe Biden to draw a clock. Let's get Joe Biden to draw a clock. And uh, I don't know what the fuck that I thought it was like a like a, a like something o'clock like it was time for biden o'clock or something i couldn't figure it out so i uh finally found a tweet that explained that if you draw a clock like if you if you're fried like if you got a fucking dent in your head you can't draw a clock i, I have no fucking idea why but it's it's a it's a cognitive test 
they give to fucking people who've spun off the fucking planet. And if they can't draw a clock, they're fucking bananas. You know what I mean? So then in my head, I'm like, wow, that's crazy. And then in my head, I go, man, I don't even know if I can draw a clock. Like, I, I have no idea. So then I, I tried. I, I'm, I'm going to look at it right now to make sure. Like, I did okay, I think. I don't know. I mean, but the, let's put it this way. Compared to the, the stuff I saw online, I did a fucking great job of drawing this clock because they showed like with some, unfortunately, some poor old people did. And, uh, and there, Jesus Christ, I don't know what the clock, why it gets people or what, I don't even know how they discovered it. What fucking Sigmund Freud, Carl Jung motherfucker was just like, you know what? We're going to get these old motherfuckers to draw a clock. <laughs> and everybody's like, why? And he's like, trust me, if they're crazy, they can't draw a clock. And everybody went, okay. And then for some reason that stuck. That was the final test. Yeah, man. Cool. Uh, but I did it. Do it and try it yourself at home and, and go ahead and post it on the West that 86 jokers page. Let's see your clocks. Hey, man. Hey, everybody. Show me your clocks. <laughs> who, who out there wants to show me their fucking clock? I think everybody, God damn it. Uh, all right. I'll, sh- hey, I'll show you my clock if you'll show me yours. How about that? Look at that. Look at all these possible titles for the show. Who knows? Uh, all right. So, uh, so I voted and that was fine. And then uh, <laughs> I'll tell you this story uh, real quick because I was going to tell you because I, I we're so far behind in this show. You know, I mean, it's Saturday. What the fuck? And, and in my head, I'm like, well, just you got to cut to the chase and nobody wants to hear you meander. And then and then look where we're at here. I've meandered. And we're having fun. Uh, or at least I'm having fun. You could fucking hate it. I have no idea. Uh, this happened to me a couple weeks ago. Um, <laughs> I talk about helping people, you know, and you try to help as many people as you can and and I feel bad that I can't help more because there are so many people here. You'll see them. Like I told you, I've thought about just bringing a case of water when I see people sleeping in tents or on the street or whatever. I just, but I mean, and then am I then a, a burden? Am I like here, carry this? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I, I would think they would want water. I don't, I don't fucking know, man. What do I know? I know they want money instead. It can't give money to everybody, but I try, you know, I'll try to give a couple bucks. I, like I said, I try to give five bucks. If I got five bucks. I'd try to give it to a guy or a lady or whoever the fuck needs it, you know? Um, so I pulled into the Seven Eleven. That was, uh, that's by my house. And I was pulling in to buy lottery tickets because, uh, that's what it's come to at this point. Now, this is not even a joke. This is the comforting thought that I have. And I've talked about it on here before. I think sometimes when I go to sleep, if I, I'll just be like, all right, think about that until you go to sleep. You know, it's, it's, uh, I'll drift off to thoughts of winning a large sum of money and all of the people I can help and all the things that I can do. It's so strange. What a what an odd trajectory my life has taken. You know, when I was a kid, I'd be like, oh, I want to be famous. I'm going to be this. I'm going to be in movies and all that. And now I'm like, I want to win like a ton of money, but not for, you know, fucking pussy and all that shit. I, I just, I mean, certainly. You know, I'm not going to turn it down, <laughs> I'll, but I'll travel all over the place and, and help people. That's what I would want to do. Like I said, I would want to help kids and animals and homeless people and old people. You know what I mean? Just all the, all the people who need help, anybody who needs to be sheltered from the storm, you know, you, you wish you could do something for them. So I went into the Seven Eleven and I was going to buy lottery tickets. And when I, when I do that, when it, when it gets to be big, the lottery, when it's, you know, over a hundred million dollars, whatever, I'll usually buy uh, $10 worth of tickets, which is five tickets. 
and I'll have two sets of numbers that I've picked myself and I'll get three quick picks. Uh, if it gets really big, sometimes I'll spend 20 if I have the money. I don't, I look, I don't have a ton of fucking money right now. So I was going to do a 10, uh, but I only had a $20 bill. And, uh, and so I got out of my car and this dude walks up to me, African American guy. And he was short, man. He was probably like five, four, five, five. And he was just, uh, he looked rough. You know what I mean? He just, his pants were falling down and he wasn't filthy dirty, but he could have used, uh, some help probably. So I got out of the car and uh, I went to walk in to get my lottery tickets. And he's like, hey, sir, you know, I got to ask you a favor. You know, can you help me out? And just we started to go into the speech. And uh, and I looked at him like I do to everybody. I looked him right in the eyes and I just said, hey, you know what? I'm sorry. I can't help you today. Good luck to you, sir. And, uh, you know, because I had the money. I was I'm buying lottery tickets. I mean, I can't, you know, I, and I also I only had a $20 bill, whatever the fuck. So uh, I go in to the convenience store and. I get in line and I'm sitting there and I was like, Jesus Christ, you're going to buy fucking, well, you, you, you can help a guy. And then in my brain, I was like, should I buy him lottery tickets? And I'm like, how fucking vain are you? <laughs> like, what kind of a, a terrible leap is that? You're going to buy the guy fucking lottery tickets. It's just like, Jesus Christ, dude. So I, uh, I went, fuck this. Just get him, get change, get change. Give him five bucks. Like I, I it's fine. By the time I got to the front of the line, I decided that, that was the thing to do. So. I bought my lottery tickets and uh, I walked outside and I looked for him and he was gone. So I didn't see him. Now this particular 7-Eleven, there's a laundromat right next to it. And sometimes the homeless dudes will drift into a laundromat, you know, because they're just looking for a place to sit, looking for a place to get out of the fumes of the cars that are inhaling as they go ahead and try to bum money from people. And uh, so I went to glance into the laundromat and I saw there was a truck parked there and he was leaning inside the truck. So the guy, there was a driver, you know, I could see there was somebody in the car. He wasn't stealing anything. He was, there was a guy in the driver's seat and he was leaning on the driver's seat with his head in and he's talking to the guy. So I wasn't going to interrupt whatever their fucking conversation was. Good for them. I'm having, they're having a good time. I'm glad. I don't know if I want this guy leaning in my window, but whatever the fuck. Uh, so I wait for him to kind of back off and I go, sir. And he turns around and I handed him five bucks. I go, here you go. Take care. And he looked at it. And he, he like, just like, he was over, like his mouth opened, like, oh, my throat just made a weird noise. He was like, and he looked at me and I said, you're welcome. Take care. And I turned, and I walked off and I just went to get in my car. You know, it's, it's 15 steps away or whatever the fuck. So I'm walking and, uh. I come around the front of, cause I, you know, you walk around, I go to get into my path and I look and he's behind me. As I turned my corner, I caught a, you know, I caught his movement. He was right behind me. And in my head, I'm like, all right. Cause again, I will tell you this, like I like helping people and I do what I can, but also sometimes these people are fucking wackadoos. You know what I mean? Someone could be a fucking waterhead. He spins off the fucking planet. He takes a poke at me or something. I mean, it's happened before. So you got to watch yourself a little bit, you know? Um, so when I can feel him behind me, like I said, I turned the corner on my car and I felt him and I saw him, I could, you know, see a flash of him and I get to my car, I open the door and I, I won't lie. I put a little pep in my step. I hustled, all got in my car and I closed the door. As I closed the door, I, he's right there. He's like right now, he's right at my front tire as I get in and I close my door and I start my car 
and he he he's still holding the five dollars in his hand with like both hands, like this, like Simba. You know what I mean? Like just fucking holding it up to every, so everybody could be like, oh, what? You know, I almost sang music of the night. Literally, I couldn't think of the fucking song. The what, what the fuck is the Lion King song? Who the fuck knows? Jesus Christ! It would have made this bit work. Uh, you know the the thing where he gets held up. The uh, who cares? All right. Um, so he he's holding the five, and he he knocks on my window, and that's a fucking. Again, he was already. I already saw him leaning in the other guy's window, and I'm like, uh, I don't. All right, because again, I'm given. I know. He he probably wants to thank me because he was so kind of gobsmacked that he didn't say anything. So I kind of roll the window down and he goes, he goes, thank you so much. And I go, no, no problem. Of course. And he goes, can it, can I ask you a favor? In my head, I'm like, what? I just gave you five fucking bucks. Like what, what, what other favor could you possibly want at this point? I mean, I, you know, Jesus Christ. Uh, and I was just like, I, I don't, um, I don't know. I got to go, you know, I, and he just goes, could I, could I give you a hug? And, uh, <laughs> like, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know what to do in that situation. I mean, I know what you should do. I know what you're supposed to do, but also I also know that I'm fucking weird and, and, I try to treat people as I'd want to be treated, even if they are people who are homeless, people who have actual difficulties, people who you can tell are incapacitated in some way. Now, he didn't seem that way. Again, he was very cogent uh, when, when he spoke to me and when he said, thank you. And he said, can I, could I please get a hug? Um, he didn't smell like booze. He didn't, you know, he just, uh, he's just a dude who's fucking down on his luck. And it's not going well for him. And, and dude, I am, I'm a bad month away from that being me. And I recognize that and I see it. And a lot of times, sometimes people just need human contact. You know, they, they need to feel like they matter. They need to feel like they exist. Which is why I try to make eye contact when I try to help somebody out. Even if I can't help them out, eye contact or even a handshake, that's a currency. There's a currency in treating somebody like a human being. Now, I'd already given him that currency once, and I'd given him actual fucking currency. So a hug, what the fuck, right? That's bananas. But um, I I don't, I just, maybe I'm soft because I'm old. I don't fucking know. But I just felt so overwhelmingly sad for him in that moment. Because again, he, he, it, it was all these things that came flooding into my head where it's like, maybe he hasn't hugged anybody. In, and all this happens, by the way, in five seconds in my brain. Maybe he hasn't, he hasn't hugged anybody in years. Maybe he, he, he's been kicked out of his house. He lost his family. I, all these, I, you know me, I'm the same guy who makes a bottle cap and a bottle stay married forever. So, I mean, I'm, I'm making up a backstory for this fucking guy in 10 seconds. And, uh, so I, I, you know, windows cracked and he said that he's looking at me, he's holding the five and I just went, sure. Yeah. And, uh, I got out of the car and again, again, it's in a fucking seven 11 parking lot. I mean, what the fuck? So I just, I got out of the car, I closed the door and I just, I, and I will tell you again, he was a tiny guy compared to me. 
Um, I wasn't going to lift him up because then that's just too fucking, like I told you, you lift women up, certainly. Uh, but I'm not going to lift this fucking guy up because even that, how insulting is that? All of a sudden I picked this guy up and I shake him around because he's tiny. I mean, I just felt like an idiot. But uh, I got out of the car and I just, I was like, all right. So I, I opened my arms and he fucking, I, I hugged him. Uh, and his head came about to my shoulder. He was just fucking totally small little guy. So I hugged him and I was like, all right. And, uh, as I'm hugging him in my brain, like I'm cognizant of the fact that I got my wallet in my pocket. I'm, I've got my keys, like all those things I'm waiting. I'm trying to see if anything bad's going to happen, but I'm like, all right, well, fuck this is do a nice thing. So I hug the guy and, uh, I go to let him go and he doesn't let me go. And he leans his head up. And in my ear, he says, you want me to suck your dick? (laughs) I, I, I mean, do you want me to suck your dick? He, he, and, and again, I, it, I just want to help people. And, and sometimes people just need human contact. They need to feel like they matter. They need to feel like they exist. So he says, uh, he says into my ear, I'm, I'm hugging him and I let go of the hug. He's still hugging me. And he leans up into my ear and he says, you want me to suck your dick? And, uh, I took a beat and I looked him in the eyes and I went, yeah. <laughs> because I look, it, Hey, we're playing poker here in the Seven Eleven parking lot. Let's see who I'm going to go all in on you. Motherfucker. You're going to go ahead and try to beat me with a cut shot straight of that. I'm going to fucking come over the top with a full fucking house. And I just went, yeah. Because I, I, I look again, because to me, I want to see what's going to happen. I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. Again, it's in broad daylight. I'm fine. I'm safe. But I just go, yeah. And he looks at me and there was no, this is the thing. There's no hesitation. There's no, uh, no, or what the fuck. He just goes, okay, well, we can't do it here. You know, I'll just, I'll get in the car. I know a a spot we can go drive and we got to go ahead behind it. And I go, whoa, 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 dude. No, no, no. I'm kidding. No, not at all. He goes, what? And I go, no, of course not. No please. And he goes, well, I just, you know, thank you. You know, I just want to, I just want to thank you. And I go, that's fine. I, you said, thanks. All right. Well, thank you, man. I just, I just want to make sure you know that I'm, 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 you know, you, it was really, it's a really, it's a nice thing. And, was, and I'm not even listening at this point. I'm like, no problem. Take care. And I just got in the fucking car, closed the door and he's still outside my car. But I, just, I immediately go into my phone. Like I'm scrolling. Like I'm like, I'm not even making eye contact with the guy anymore because, uh, Cause again, like I said, I came over to the full house and then he was like, well, let's go. I'll get in the car. And I'm like, oh man, this guy's got four of a kind. I can't fucking beat that. No, sir. Kidding. Ha <laughs> ha. Out. No way. <laughs> and I drove the fuck away. And now I got to be honest with you now. Then I was like, oh, now I know what the fuck he's doing. Leaning into that guy's fucking door. He's negotiating price or whatever the fuck. I don't even, I don't even know. I just, I just know that Jesus fuck <laughs> people, people need help. And help them. But you know what? You don't have to be that helpful. You guys can get me at Mike and Mike Schmidt comedy.com. You guys can be my friend at Facebook.com slash the 40 year old boy. You can follow me at Twitter.com slash the 40 year old boy. I'm available at Instagram and Snapchat at Mike four zero Y O B. That's M I K E four zero 
Y-O-B. That's me. Mike four zero Y-O-B. Find me there. Instagram and Snapchat. Not on TikTok yet. Don't ask. Because uh, I don't know. I just saw some other. T- like what is. I, I just read something. Like on Reddit. There's like my dad is 52. And he won't stop making TikToks of the family. And it's so embarrassing. And I'm just like that guy's my age. Jesus Christ. Am I that dude? Do I have a belt up around my navel. And I'm fucking videoing my family. No because I don't have a family. But still. Ugh. What a whiff. Uh, Ryan Dirks does all the web stuff for this show. <laughs> I had to pause there for a second. Ryan Dirks does the web stuff for the show. You can find him at facebook.com slash Ryan Dirks. Go ahead and tell him he's your pal. If you would do that. And of course, David Hernandez, David does all of the uh, artwork and the music for this show, including a song that he just sent me this week. That's going to be coming up right now. As a matter of fact, uh, you can find him at facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez and be his friend there. And when you're there, man, why don't you start going through all of his photos, see all the artwork he's done for the show. It's all linked there in his files, all of his photo files. You can check those out. You can also see the closed group that he has that he's created characters for. That's uh, the This Is Dumb, That's Dumb, You're Dumb, I'm Dumb closed group. And it was his birthday, by the way, guys. If you haven't said happy birthday to David, his birthday was Thursday, which, you know, if this show came out on Thursday, I could have said it then and you'd be right on time. However, it's Saturday, so tell him a uh, happy belated birthday from all of us here at 40-Year-Old Boy Industries, and all of you out there from 40-Year-Old Boy listeners. Uh, he's got the, So he's got this Facebook thing called This Is Dumb, That's Dumb, You're Dumb, I'm Dumb. Go ahead and join that cult. It's uh, First of all, you try to join it, and then he's going to send you some questions, and, uh, and you could go ahead and answer those questions in a nice fashion. That would be great. He'd appreciate it. And then you're part of the club, and then you'll be able to see him drawing uh, uh, the, the fucking cleavage connie with her fucking slip on and and for some reason there's a fridge that has a carrot top and uh and it made her nipples hard i i know it sounds weird but if you join the group you know exactly what's going on you'll see what's happening uh and then there's like i guess uh mex is doing like all sorts of prayers for people now and it's you gotta check i can't even explain to you the folly and weirdness that exists in the group this is dumb. That's dumb. You're dumb. I'm dumb. All from the mind of the master, David Mex Hernandez. Uh, and like I said, you can check out all of his artwork because you know what? You can hire this guy too to do artwork for you. He'll do paintings. He'll do macrame. He'll do your Facebook caricature if you want him to do that. I mean, go look at all the shit that he's done. He'll make out. You want him to do a comic book for you? Again, if you got the dough, if you're willing to lay out the fucking long green, this guy will take on your project and fucking make it better than you ever thought it could be in its life. He is that guy. Trust me. I, I am endlessly fascinated by the work that he does. And you can go ahead and check it out at facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez. Check out all the stuff he's done for this show. Check out the stuff he's done for his cult page. Check out the stuff he's just done because he's sitting around the house bored out of his mind and fucking around. He's got all of it there on display in his photos at facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez. But if you want to see some of the corporate stuff that he did, if you want to get a feel for some, because uh, again, the stuff on Facebook it's there's a wide berth. There's a, a the you can see the the depth and the breadth of the work that he's done. But also, if you want to get just a small intangible, another look at different kinds of artwork, you can go to his website, artbydmh.com. That is a r t b y d m h. dot com.
Cranking out the old Bob Dylan. You know, when he, he sent that to me and I wrote him and I said, uh, uh, I didn't want to play a fucking Clapton tune or whatever uh, because my brain went from Lay Lady Lay to Layla. And then he wrote me and he's like, oh, what Clapton? And, and I mean, here's what he does. Like, he just, I don't know why he has to treat me like I'm stupid, but he's like, what Clapton tune? I didn't send a Clapton tune. And then I, in my brain, I went, oh, fuck a Dylan tune. I just, my brain went and made it Layla. I mean, but you knew, you knew I knew, uh, whatever. I don't know. I guess I'm dumb, um, but it doesn't matter because it's a brilliant song and he did a brilliant rendition of it and good for him uh, and good for us because we get to get, anyway, he gets to share it with us folks. And that makes us very happy, right? All of us, you, what about you? What about you sponsors? Are you happy to be in a show that featured that? Of course you are. Because that right there was like, you're like, oh, I sponsored this riffraff. And then all of a sudden a classy song comes and classes up the joint. And then you're like, ho, ho, this is where I'm very happy to be a sponsor of this extravaganza. Like our good friend, Fearful Jesuit. Oh, he is a good friend. He is uh, up at his compound in the Bay Area. Right now he's back in the lab again. Him and Danny Unicorn are slaving over the next episode, but there's, I'm still here to tell you about this episode. Jesus Christ. First of all, the Paranoid Strain podcast exists in the iTunes store. You can go ahead and buy it right now. Well, not buy. You can download it, subscribe to it, get it. It's free. It's, and, and this shouldn't be free. This should be something that they're charging you for. You should be sending money to him and his cult up there in the, because you think Max has got a cult. This guy's got a, a crazy cult. Fearful Jesuit cult, like I told you, monks writing on grains of rice and shit like that. I don't know if you know this. When you listen to the show, realize that he has no scripts. There is no paper. Everything has been written on grains of rice by monks because they want to. They keep their and also that's why the shows are now over three hours long because they have a, a they've had a fucking uh, vow of silence for so long and they have so much to say. They unleash it on these grains of rice, and our boy uh, Jesuit has to bring it to you and and bring it fast and hard. Uh, although not really fast and hard, I guess he's just bringing it to you, which is fine. 
It's fantastic work. It's available now. You can get, again, like I said, first of all, go subscribe, go to the iTunes store, find Paranoid Strain, subscribe to it, listen to all of the episodes if you haven't listened yet, but listen now, especially to the newest episode, which is about Philip K. Dick, and it ties in hand in hand with the last episode, which is about, is reality real? And, uh, and, and if you can make heads or tails of any of these, give me a call, folks. I'll be honest. I've listened and I've done my best to parse it. And, uh, and every time I try to interpret something, uh, Jesuit's like, nope. Uh, he wrote me in cause I was like, this is a shot at me. And he's like, it's not a shot at you, man. And then I'm like, well, I didn't really think it was a shot at me. I was having fun. Uh, and then he's just like, whatever. And then like three monks come to my house and hit me with rattan sticks. That's not fun at all. You ever get thrown into a burlap sack and hit with rattan sticks with an iron boot? No, of course not. Nobody ever has. <laughs> what movie? Go ahead and guess. Uh, so I'm, I'm still, I'm still getting through this episode. I won't lie to you. I can't. Because listening all at once, look, man, I sat in my apartment. This show's coming out on Saturday. What the fuck? You think I'm doing stuff that's, that's that makes sense? No, uh, it's hard enough for me to do the shit I have to do. All right. Uh, let alone stuff I want to do, like sit and listen to his podcast. But I, I do listen and then I'm listening to it. And uh, it just I get overwhelmed by knowledge. And I got to take it slow. Uh, I got to be honest with you in listening to this episode, as much of it as I've listened to up to now. I'm going to say that Philip K. Dick, and this might, this is not a medical opinion. I'm not a doctor of any sort, although this might get a little technical. I would try to, uh, I will try to break it to you as best I can, but if you can't understand it, go ahead. I'm sure there's a medical dictionary you can look up online. Uh, I'm going to say that Philip K. Dick was a crazy motherfucker. That's what I'm going to say. Uh, again, all this stuff about Gnostic Christianity and, and thinking that he was a guy named Thomas from three BC or whatever the fuck. And just, I mean, he's, He's insane, but, but listening to this episode, I, again, also, um, <laughs> Jesuit was always like, cause again, you know me, I see things through the prism of me. That's how I handle my business. That's how li- my life is lived. And, uh, and so Jesuit was like, no dude, you got to stop doing that. And yet, and yet I'm listening to this episode. And even though I think that Philip K. Dick is a crazy motherfucker, I'm listening to this, this episode. And here are these passages. Now listen to these passages. All right. Here's the first one. Philip K. Dick had no patience for the rigor of academic philosophy. He preferred to make huge intuitive leaps, not worrying over much about how the little, uh, little uh, over much about the over much. That was one word. That was why it threw me. Hold on. Philip K. Dick had no patience for the rigor of academic philosophy. He preferred to make huge intuitive leaps, not worrying over much about the little details. All right. Now, the value of Philip K. Dick as a philosopher is his rapid fire ability to produce concepts and surprising associations. And then uh, these were all the opinions of people who wrote the exegesis, if I remember correctly. Uh, And then there's this one. If Dick had known more, if Philip Dick had known more, had more of a, a base of intelligence, it might have led to him producing less interesting chains of ideas. Let me ask you something. Who do those who do those three passages remind you of? (laughs) <laughs> perhaps, perhaps somebody who's talking to a microphone right now, uh, no patience for the rigor of academic philosophy. Hi, raising my hand right now as high as I can raise it, preferring to make huge intuitive leaps, not worrying over much about the little details. Well, how you doing folks? My name is Mike Schmidt and that paragraph describes me succinctly. And yet there's more the value of Dick. Uh, let's put my name. Let's just put my name in here. Schmidt had no patience for the rigor of academic philosophy. Schmidt preferred to make huge intuitive leaps, not worrying over much about the little details. Yeah, that fits. The value of Schmidt as a philosopher is his rapid fire ability to produce concepts and surprising associations. Just, just think of that earlier in the show. 
when I, I, uh, I, I don't remember, I'm sure there were several surprising associations that I produced then. Uh, perhaps it was Donald Trump with his face buried in Bianca Jagger's ass. You didn't see that coming on this show, did you? That's a surprising association. That was a concept you didn't see coming. If Schmidt had known more, it might have led to him producing less interesting chains of ideas. See, that's if I was an academic, if I had any studying in school, if I knew the things I was supposed to know, like math or calculus or some bullshit like that, uh, first of all, my IQ would be higher and I'd get a math book and I'd blow your ass out. But at the same time, I would be less interesting. Do we want this show to be less interesting? Is there a way it could possibly be less interesting? As I tell you over and over about how I can't do it uh, on time anymore? Probably not. That was weird. I got a hiccup right in the center of that. Uh, so we don't want me less interesting. Are you in a hiccup? What the fuck? My body's rebelling against me. Uh, and by the and just there, that was Tupac who fucked my mouth. All right. Uh, um, thank you, Diane. Uh, so there you go. So this this episode is... Again, I'm still getting through it. I listen to it in chunks uh, because I, I, you know, I get on the treadmill and I, I don't have, first of all, I'm not on the treadmill for three fucking hours. And it, to me, it's the kind of show I have to stop down and kind of, uh, and, and digest it. Like I have to just, it's like I need an aperitif after about a half hour of each chunk, each half hour chunk of this show uh, because it's, it's intelligent, it's dense, it's brilliant. It comes at you with waves and waves of, of information and concepts that uh, are foreign to me. And so to understand them, I have to take them in almost bite-sized chunks. But I'm happy that I do, and I'm happy that our good friend Fearful Jesuit trusts me to do that, sends me the show early sometimes so I can get a start on it, because uh, I need a start. You guys, again, you guys consume stuff a lot faster and and certainly uh, perhaps in a better way than I do. Uh, but stuff like this, I have to, I got to take my time, folks. I'm, I'm, I'm getting old. I'm a doddering fool. Uh, and also, as you know, I have no patience for the rigor of academic philosophy. I do prefer to make huge intuitive leaps, uh, not worrying over much about the little details. We know this about me for sure. So, so what I'm telling you right now is you should subscribe to this podcast, the Paranoid Strain Podcast, available right now in the iTunes store, waiting for you to go ahead and download it, subscribe to all of it. If you have not listened to any of them, start from the beginning. Uh, if you're going to start new, start from the last two because they, they are hand in hand. I think you need to hear the first to hear the second and, uh, and just, and just, you know what? Shine a light on the amazing work that our buddy Jesuit is doing and please download the show and leave a review. If you could do that, go ahead and leave a review. If you would in the iTunes store talking about how much you love the show. If you could mention that I sent you there, that would probably help me and let Jesuit know that you are, are paying attention to the things that I say and he can keep sponsoring. Uh, I would appreciate it if you did that. And also you want to write him a note, paranoid strain at gmail.com paranoid strain at gmail.com. Send a note to Jesuit telling him how much you admire his work, how you cannot believe that he's able to put together soundscapes in such unbelievably concise fashion. Uh, and also tell him you want to see pictures of Dana unicorn. You heard she's hot. You didn't hear that from me, but you heard that scuttlebutt out there on the internets, uh, with your chums, all your internet chums, but I'm your true internet chum. Back off, man. Back off, other chums. I'm I'm the I'm the alpha chum. <laughs> That's what I want to be. I'm the goddamn alpha chum. Paranoid Strain Podcast available right now in the iTunes store. Check it out. Shrek it out. Uh, that's, I just like the way the lines look in the, in the audacity when I make that noise, uh, folks, are you tired of podcasts? No. Cause you're listening to mine and you love paranoid strain. Well, there's another, I can tell you about if I could stop fucking yawning. What the fuck? All right. Hey, there's a show called the knife drop. Our friend Rob Matsushita bringing you the Knife Drop podcast where they're delving into all sorts of movies. Uh, I think they're talking about Dana Carvey's Opportunity Knox. Uh, they're talking about scary movies. They got Big Slim McGroovy. 
or McGinty McGroovy. I think Big Slim McGroovy. Regardless, it's a pop culture podcast with amazing things courtesy of my friend Rob Matsushita, and you should go listen to it right this instant. Now you're thinking to yourself, well, okay, Mike, I'm going to the iTunes store anyway to go ahead and get the Paranoid Strain. Whoa, stranger! Grab the reins and stop down. You need to go to a different place. You need to go to Pod Bay or Anchor or Stitcher. Go to one of those three places or just Google Anchor Podcast. No, no, don't Google that. Google Knife Drop Podcast and then see the many places you go ahead and pick it up. Go find out a, a, a nice place where it's laying and just pick it up and throw it in your earbuds, throw it in your iPod vagina and listen to it right fucking now, man. And hear him as, a, as he and Big Slim get fucking uh, down and dirty about Dana Carvey and his film, Oeuvre. The Knife Drop Podcast, available right now. In the uh, Anchor, Podbay, or Stitcher podcasting sections. Why not? Uh... Am I on Spotify? I don't think I am. I think I think Spotify would be paying me if I was. I don't think I'm on Spotify. I know they've branched out into the uh, into uh, podcasting. Good for them, right? Good for them, right? About time somebody spent some money in this medium. Uh, you know what, folks? Who wants to drive for Uber or Lyft? Is it you? Is it you? I've been driving a lot recently. Uh, I, you know what? I'll be honest with you, man. D- driving is a trigger for me. It's fucked me up because it's, it's, I, and it's, I know I fucked myself up. I've given myself permission to lean on old things, to start eating like fucking trash to get through it. It's just, it's been a, you know, a week and a half of driving hardcore and also uh, eating. And it's, it's, there's no coincidence that I fell off when I started doing the same thing. Um, And I had some other stuff happen. I'll tell you about that next week, but uh, it's just, uh, you know, I, I I have to, I have to fix my brain. It's so fucking strange, man. I don't know what happened. It just seems like some some switch got flipped, and and I, and things got hard. I don't know why they did. Oh, hold on, I just banged the microphone. Uh, who gives a fuck? All right, nobody cares. Uh, Uber and Lyft. If you want to drive for Uber or Lyft, that's great. If you want to use my Lyft code, it's uh, Mike720057, M-I-K-E-720057. Use all caps. I don't know if it makes a difference, but that's the way they sent it to me, so go ahead and use it. Use that as a first-time rider, and then I get a ride credit. Boo. Or use it as a driver, and I get a bonus. Yay. Uh, if you want to be an Uber driver... You can use my code DJZW1YTTUE. That's DJZW1YTTUE. That's available now. Uh, if you want to use that code, use it all lowercase, please, because that's how they handed it to me. Again, I don't know if it makes a difference. But you can use that code. If you want to be a first-time rider, you can use that, and I'll get a ride credit. Boo. If you want to use it as a driver, I'll get a bonus. Yay. So act accordingly. And uh, what I what that means is drive because I'll get more money. Yay! I'm your Uber pimp. I'm your Uber pimp, baby. Um, uh, I love you. Oh yeah, need you, need you. Uh, thank God in heaven, you know I love you. Uh, that's the Ides of March telling you to drive for Uber for Mike Schmidt. Did you know I have a Patreon page? Yes. Do I deserve a Patreon page? Who knows? I mean, it's been, uh, you know, the show's coming out a couple of days later. You might be mad. Think, why am I supporting this enterprise? A couple people did bail on me this month already, uh, but that's fine. I, I, I get it. Some people lowered their pledge. Uh, some people just absconded and just bailed, which uh, I also understand. Everybody's life changes. And thank you so much for supporting me as much as you have up to this point. You're very nice to even include me in any sort of thoughts that you would have financially. And I'm very glad that you supported this show. If you want to be a patron 
at Patreon. Sign up right now. Go to patreon.com and look for me, Mike Schmidt, or look for the 40-year-old boy, or look for both of those things, and you'll find my gleaming countenance a-staring at you right there, uh, looking, staring, <laughs> and, and, uh, and then you can become a patron. That'd be really cool if you did that. I'd appreciate it very much. Um, cameo, I talked about cameo earlier if you want to hire me to do that. You're not going to get 20 minutes because obviously that's a fucking non-starter, but you know, I, I'll give you whatever. Whatever I got in the tank, you'll get it. Uh, Cameo is an app you put on your phone to hire people to make phone calls and say good things about you. Oh, it's really more of a video call. I mean, it's not a phone call. How rude would that be? Although I have that too. If you want to do the uh, call me at gmail.com, right? Is that what it is? call me at gmail.com? I think that's what it was. Jesus Christ. Let me double check just to make sure I'm not giving you false information. Uh, well, no, that's not it. Where is it? It's in the It's in the email. I know it is. What's happening here? I'm checking my phone. I'm going backwards. Uh, Schmitty, call me at gmail.com. There's still a, and people are like, you never called me. Yes, I have a backlog, uh, but I will get to you. I will actually call some people this week. How about that? How you like that? I will call you if you want to be at Schmitty, call me at gmail.com. And if you don't, that's totally fine too. But what you can do is you can go ahead and use my uh, cameo app and hire me to say hi to you that way. Hi, or hi to your friends or whomever the fuck you want me to say hi to, or tell them the fuck off. I can do any of all, any or all of these things. Uh, I can do both things in one, uh, one video, whatever you need from me, I'm here for you because Jesus fucking Christ, do I need $15? So hire me to do cameo. I would love it. Thank you. Thank you. Book cameo.com uh, or get the cameo app on your phone and then look me up and there I am. And you'll probably get me sitting in front of a green wall, uh, just talking about whatever the fuck comes into my head. It's almost like a mini podcast. Don't you want your own mini podcast or would you prefer to get this one out on time? <laughs> Don't answer that fucking question. Uh, all right. Did you know I have an Amazon link? Of course you did. If you go to MikeSchmidtComedy.com, go to the merchandise page, which we all know used to be the Joe business page. And uh, there's an Amazon link lurking right there. If you click on that, then you're shopping and I'm getting money. It works out perfectly. I get money. They get money. We get money. They get money. You get money. They get money. Nobody gets money. No, we get money. They get money. You get stuff. Uh, and again, you're shopping at Amazon anyway, so why not bring me along for the ride? It costs you nothing. It costs you five fucking seconds to find the link. And then you're shopping and I get a, a cut. It keeps this show afloat. Thank you so much for thinking of me. Use the Amazon link whenever you can, even if you're at work, that would be cool. Whatever you want to do. Uh, it helps this show immeasurably. Thank you. I, uh, the, uh, the, you know, I just, res- believe me because I am, I'm whatever the fuck you don't need to know all of this. I'm not going to go into it, but I, uh, this month's Amazon really helped. Like it fucking every month's Amazon really helps, but this one showed up and it showed up at a great time and it was like, boom, I got to take care of some stuff. Uh, and then same thing with the Twitch channel, by the way, I have a Twitch channel, twitch.com slash the 40 year old boy, uh, twitch.tv, twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy. I'm on there playing video games. I'm kind of, uh, I'm in a Witcher thing now. I've been playing the Witcher for a long time and I really love it. I'm kind of addicted to it. Uh, and you can go there and follow and subscribe. And also if you're an Amazon prime person, you can subscribe for free. It gets me five bucks. Uh, and that's really cool. I mean, that helps the show a lot too. the Twitch money, uh, the Amazon money, the Patreon money. These are, it's funny. It's like, I need them. Like, I, I wish I could be like, ho, ho. Cause there's some people out there like my Patreon's a lark, whatever. It'd be really cool. I'll draw you a fucking, I'm like, no, no, I, this is my salary for doing this. I know you don't give a fuck, but I mean, I'm just telling you that's, it's amazing how, uh, I, I, I need these things, whatever. You're very cool to think of me. So thank you so much. Uh, so twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy, you'll find me there. Um, I know a lot of you are like, Hey Mike, where's that newsletter you talked about? It's, it's, it's coming. <laughs> if you want to send me your, your information at Hey Mike, add me at gmail.com. You can, 
Uh, I'm, I'm literally, I'm still pulling the ripcord on the fucking motor of my head and, uh, and will it's all set. Like I said, it's the year of, I will, it's been a week of, should I, <laughs> a week and a half maybe, but, uh, but I'm here, man. I ain't going anywhere, uh, literally and or figuratively, but, um, you know, so go to, there's the twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy MailChimp If you want to be on that, Hey Mike, add me at gmail.com. And, um, I did another rock solid, but that's not coming out for weeks. So I don't need to tell you about that. I don't think, um, Oh, I'll tell you about this. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to Ireland, uh, in a month and a half. It's about six weeks from now. I'm doing two shows. I'm going to do a show each Saturday that I'm in town. Um, it's in a small venue. Uh, I'm going to have a couple of opening comics. I can't tell you any more than that because it's being finalized, but I'm just letting you know, I got an email from some people who are like, Hey Mike, when, as soon as I have final dates and times, I will let you know, but I do know that I'm going to be doing two shows while I'm in Ireland and I'm excited. Um, and uh, thanks to Alex and Laura who are taking point on this and trying to figure out all of the, the bells and whistles and everything we need to do. They know comics over there. It's just, uh, I'm excited, man. I mean, I'm excited to get back on stage and do anything, you know, I'm, I'm, and when speaking of that, I'm, um, well, let me, let me talk a little more about Ireland. Uh, I'm hoping that nothing happens with this fucking airborne pathogen illness, coronavirus. I, I, I don't care how many fucking masks I need to wear. I'm getting on a plane and I'm going to Ireland. I don't give a fuck if the plane is full of germs. If they even tell me, Hey Mike, the only other passenger on this plane is the coronavirus. I'll see you in Ireland. I don't give a fuck. Um, what my concern is, is that they start quarantining people or they don't let gatherings happen. I don't know. But for right now, and it's vague, I know, because I don't have it official. But once I have official dates and times, you'll have them. But I am doing two shows in Ireland, and I hope to see you there. If you're in, uh, if you're on the continent, that would be fantastic. Um, and I'm doing a show here, March 15th. So that's next, uh, I mean, I'll plug it again next week, but it's um, next Sunday which is uh, March 15th, Sunday, March 15th at the angel city brewery. I am doing the go fact yourself podcast with J Keith Van Stratton and Helen Hong. I'm very honored to be asked. I will be in there with uh, the early show is Ben Glebe and Lauren Lapkus. Uh, and everybody's thrilled about that because that's their famous people. And then later on, you'll see me. <laughs> and I think is the woman named Mimi pound. I think if I remember correctly, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm competing against uh and tickets are free by the way it's at the angel city brewery 216 south alameda and uh and i'll be taking on mimi pond in a game i suppose it's a game or a uh it's a called the game show podcast so they asked me for topics and i gave them my topics i don't know how many of them they're going to use i don't know what the questions are going to be uh but the way i pitched it or the way i've been telling people i'm like come for the early show with the famous people and stay for the absolutely terrifying beating i'm going to put on mimi pond in the second game <laughs> i'm hoping to fucking destroy her although she could crush me i don't know the rules uh, i should probably familiarize myself with the show listen to a couple of the podcasts otherwise i'm gonna walk into a fucking pie in the face but uh the go fact yourself podcast with jay keith van stratton and helen hong uh, March 15th, that's a Sunday at the Angel City Brewery on Alameda and free tickets are available. Hey, you know, I should have, there should be a link, right? I put the link on my Facebook page. I know that. Can I tell you a link? Is there a link I can actually say to you? Let's see, folks. Let's see if there's a link I can actually verbalize. Hold on. Uh, yeah, go to gofactyourpod.com. Gofactyourpod.com. It's the Go Fact Yourself 
show and it's part of the maximum fun family so you know it's fucking amazing shows at seven o'clock p.m on a sunday go fact your free tickets are available for this sunday march 15th at angel city brewery 216 south alameda i will be there jay keith van stratton and helen hong are the hosts ben glebe and lauren lapkus are the early people and me and mimi pound are bringing up the rear sunday march 15th i will be there live as part of my hey mike schmidt leaves his apartment tour finally in 2020 so go ahead and check me out on that show if you can get some free tickets uh and again ireland will also be on that tour and then whoever the fuck else i can get on stage who knows um i'll I'll just take this time as we're heading out to say thank you for uh, understanding and being very nice to me uh (laughs) i understand the show Uh, i i will do my best to try and be better going forward i know words are empty and i i know that sentiments can seem to be just echoed over and over when i say them over and over and i don't make the improvements i'm supposed to make but this is kind of the story of my life and who i am i'm doing a little bit better every day uh did i have a setback in the last 10 days yeah i did i'm not gonna lie to you i crashed and burned pretty good uh for a few reasons, you know, I, I don't want to get into them here because what the fuck it's the end of the show. Um, but I just want to thank you for your understanding. And look, you may not have even made it to this fucking part, which is fine. But um, please know that I am grateful for you continuing to indulge me and listen to the show whenever it comes out. You're very nice for paying attention to me or uh, thinking that I matter in any way or giving me any portion of your time or your day. Um I, I will do better going forward. I'm trying. Uh, I, I know it sounds strange to say I'm trying when I, there are never any results, but that could also sum up the last 30 years of my life. And, and it shouldn't. I wish it didn't. I think I've made great strides mentally, certainly, while working in therapy and things like that. But I don't know what's going on here with me telling myself I'm not good. And, and that uh, is a strange thing for me because you... You say you're not good and then you you sabotage yourself and then you prove to yourself you're not good and then you get angry at yourself for sabotaging yourself. It is this strange centrifuge I find myself in and I just keep spinning faster and faster and trying to get off. And I, I and I'm I'm doing the best I can. So you're you're very cool and you're very nice and thank you. Uh, and what the fuck? It's a weekend show, man. Go ahead and look at it this way now, because oftentimes I'll come out on a Thursday. You're like, oh, the drudgery of a work week. Well, now make me part of your weekend. Take me to the beach. Who the fuck out there wants to take me to the beach? I think everybody, right? Don't you want to have some muscle man come by and kick sand in your face and somebody throws a beach ball at you and you eat a sandwich that's got some sand in it? I don't know why sand is a prevailing theme in this thing, because it is. Fuck that. Get some sand in your iPod vagina. I am. You know what? That's what I am. God damn it. This particular weekend, I'm the sand in your iPod vagina. I'm I'm an irritant. I'm something you're not going to get rid of very quickly and i'll probably be around for years and years every time you pull that chair out of the goddamn closet but there's nothing you can do about it baby i'm just there i'm the sand i'll be on the floor of your car i'm gonna be in your closet i'm gonna be in those shoes you wore to the beach your flip-flops your sliders your fucking suit and certainly the sand in your vagina i am there i am someone who is irritating you and making you upset and sad and yet you can't shake me can you you can't fucking get rid of me you're thinking to yourself you know what fucking it's a saturday show now i'm in on saturdays with mike schmidt why not it's a sunday show we'll do a sunday show monday tuesday Maybe I do that. Maybe I go Monday, Tuesday, happy days, Thursday, Friday, happy days, Friday, Saturday, happy days. The weekend comes and uh, the cycle hums ready to race to you. 
I don't even know why I know the words of that song. Although I skipped Wednesday, didn't I? Why the fuck would I skip Wednesday? You got to think that Wednesday's a part of the fucking week, right? Don't you think that the fucking font, did the, did the font skip Wednesday? Let me ask, I put it to you people. Did the font skip Wednesday? No. The fonts didn't wake up on a Wednesday and go, fuck this, I'm staying in my apartment all day. No. The fonts put on the leathers, he fucked the Hooper triplets, and he punched a fucking jukebox every goddamn Wednesday. And look at me. I'm supposed to be doing my fucking work. I'm supposed to be fucking my Hooper triplets. I'm supposed to be punching jukebox. I'm supposed to look in the mirror to comb my hair and to put my hands up because my hair already looks fucking amazing. I'm supposed to be doing a goddamn Russian dance. I'm supposed to jump the fucking shark, although it has really never done that.